Welcome to Black Sky Legion, episode 100. Holy shit. Foundation has landed. Elite patch 7 is sort of broken. Star Citizen has cool free ships to fly and much, much more. It's Friday, September 24th, 2021. I am your host, Kaizen, and I am enjoying a nice dragon's milk. And I'm just sipping very sort of relaxed uh we've decided to move some stuff around shift some stuff up in how we do the show kind of keep it alive and fresh uh i will be your host tonight and uh with me as always is tweaked 74 my tacticians say what up tweak hello everybody friday night is upon us once again beautiful what you drinking tonight brother tonight i am drinking some straight up regular coffee because the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup as we've heard our whole lives so I'm giving that a go. Fair enough, fair enough, right on. 
We have also with us some special guests tonight. We've got Black Maze. Say hello, Black Maze. What you drinking? What up, Kai? How you doing? Thank you for having me on. What am I drinking? Well, to answer a question I get a lot by the haters, they ask mm. me, what does CIG pay me mm. when I do cool videos in Star Citizen? My answer is Chris Roberts' bathwater. That's what I'm drinking. Oh, lovely. Now, do you take that like straight or do you filter it? Straight up. Woo! God damn, you're a madman. And with us, we also have Osashis. Osashis, what you drinking tonight, brother? And how you feeling? Hey, 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 doing good. Day of racing, so that's always awesome. And I am drinking a Walmart brand cola, like a pleb. So, well, okay, awesome. which Walmart brand cola? The Sam's, Sam's Club brand. I can't drink that. That to me tastes like, ugh. But. I do like, I don't, so here's a weird thing. I have a, a weird thing about myself, like um, corn syrupy stuff, like most sodas, I, I, I make me want to vomit. I'd rather just drink vodka straight or like, or, or scotch or, 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 well, no, you don't put scotch with, with, with uh, Coca-Cola anyways, but like, I'd rather just whatever. But I actually am way okay with the... Uh, sugarless sodas like the ones that have like um uh well i like sometimes the mexican coke back in the day when you could get it with cane sugar that was okay it, that, that didn't make me feel sick but um like coke zero or whatever and i'll tell you the walmart brand okay and this is gonna sound so ghetto but dr thunder zero is fucking legit it's good <laughs> that's awesome I, the, I i have some dr thunder in the fridge too but not zero i'll have to try it i can't drink the doctor like the regular dr thunder it's got corn syrup and it it makes me i'm like <clears throat> but the corn uh the dr thunder zero i can fucking do that for sure you throw that and then you put it with some vodka or you put it with a little rum or a little something something you're good to go all right so let's uh let's go ahead and address the lineup tonight so we've got Roy in Mexico, we've got Katie with family obligation, and we got Wolf Dragon, who's been, he's literally typing in the recording booth right now, I think from his phone, his internet just shut off like an hour ago, and he's been fighting it and trying to reset it, and everybody knows the whole epic saga of Wolf Dragon and his poor internet, so if and when he gets his shit unfucked, he will join us, Wolf, if you're listening out there, I don't know if you can even hear us because I think he's just on his phone. If you're listening out there, come and join us whenever you're in. Um, uh, tweet, go ahead and type out to him or whatever to like just join us if and when he gets his shit going at any point tonight. And and Copy that will do. Me in the meantime, you know we're gonna roll with the fearsome foursome that we got here and just make it happen because yeah, we're gonna have some fun tonight. Uh, so that intro song was Therese Curatolo. Look. I am madly in love with Therese Curatolo. And I'm also in love with, uh, what's his name? The dude, uh, Ryan Lerman, that's, that, that was uh, playing the guitar there uh, with her. Like, the two of them work together on a bunch of stuff. And, like, they're both amazing musicians. He's an amazing uh, guitarist and drummer. She is just she's got the voice of an angel, and she's cute as a button. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan. So... Like I said, go check them out. That was Scary Pockets featuring Therese, Therese Curatolo. Closing song is going to be uh, 
Therese Curutolo and Ryan Lerman again doing a duet, uh, him playing acoustic and her singing uh, uh, Blackbird. Just, I just love those musicians. Go support Scary Pockets, support Therese Curutolo, support Ryan Lerman. Go out, find cool musicians, and give them money for being awesome people and making you happy, making your face feel good. Um, so, yeah. All right. In addition, let's see, what do we have on tap for tonight? Uh, let's see. We've got Foundation dropped, and it's fucking glorious. Star Citizen is ramping up for sitcom hype with uh, announcements, free goodies for all the citizens, free ships to fly. You can fly for free right now. You don't even have to buy the game today. Uh, and and a, a lineup of all the different talks that are coming. Elite Drop Patch 7 to mixed reviews and has some decent story stuff happening. And I, I know Tweak's been playing some Elite, so we're going to talk about that for sure. Inspiration 4 crew made it down safely back to Earth this week. Well, last weekend but it was after our last week's show and since we we hyped them I, I definitely wanted to just call that out because it's phenomenal and there's a new racing league in the stars all this and more so stay tuned if you're listening to us If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Black Sky Legion. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at blackskylegion at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Black Sky Legion Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash BSL Discord, where you can check out community feedback, resources on Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and No Man's Sky and get real-time updates from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. We record live every Friday night at 8pm Eastern, midnight UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use, and let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show. You're listening to the Black Sky Legion! Subscribe if you want! Who fucking cares? Goddamn right. Subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares? All right, let's start right off the bat with Black Sky Legion announcements. Obviously, our Sunday show is going to be happening, and it's going to be popping off because, uh, yeah, we're, what, Tuesday. Tuesday is the drop of New World, and I am so fucking excited. I took a week off work. I am ready to do this shit. Um, so, yeah, we got that going for us. In other announcements, I'd like to briefly... Shout out to HunterNet Starfighter. Uh, it's at 13,000 out of 15,000 with two weeks left on their Indiegogo campaign. Um, they just need two more grand to push it over the hump. And uh, I was talking to Fernando earlier, uh, what, yesterday? And uh, uh, just want, he wanted to make everybody aware from now until October 8th, the latest version of HunterNet Starfighter will be available as a free demo on Steam for anyone to try. 
This is cool as shit. It's going to be in the show notes as well as the Indiegogo, but I'm pasting both of those right now in the chat so that people can get it live. There is the Indiegogo link for uh, HunterNet Starfighter. Go throw them a few shekels. It's a very cool project, and I think we definitely want to help them get this sort of into the right launch for for its full Kickstarter. Not Kickstarter. What is it? Uh, Alpha steam thing like it's basically this is seed cash to get the project to the next phase so that it's like totally ready so they're right there if you go click that link store steampowered.com yada 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 uh it'll literally just bring up a button so anyone who's already has the key won't see the demo steam will hide it but for everyone else there will be a nice green demo download button that will allow you to get the game into steam right away without any fuss uh this is uh fernando's first time doing a, a full big steam open key extravaganza so like go in there click it play a free space game it's cool as shit. it's absolutely free and one of the things that excites me about uh, this game uh, is the, the the demo stuff or the explanation that he did on how mining is going to work. Mining in this game is going to be very, very different than some of the other minings. Like, you're going to be shooting rocks with, like, missiles, and they're going to explode. And part of the whole mining loop is dodging the explosions and, and, and not dying, which it seems way more kinetic, way more fast-paced, way more interesting than, you know... Point laser at rock. Hold down button. Watch Babylon 5 on second screen. It's it's a whole very, very cool thing. Um, let's see here. And the second thing that I wanted to shout out real quick under other projects is Boss Lady B, friend of the show. You know her. You love her. Oh, yeah. She's a, a phenomenal person. Um, she's been having an issue with her computer. Uh, she basically is just to, to put long story short... She's at a point where she needs to do an upgrade. And, you know, COVID, everything's hitting everybody hard, businesses and works and whatever. And just for the record, she would be the last one to say it, but I don't give a fuck. I'll say it for her. Boss Lady B was there for the big fundraiser for, for, uh, 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 why am Phoenix. I playing? Orange Phoenix, yes. She was there, uh, and, 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 and hyped and celebrated for tweaked. She's been there for other people as well. She's always down. She's, she's done fundraisers for like planting trees in Oregon state or Washington state or one, I don't know, trees somewhere. She's been there for, for tons and tons of stuff. She's just an absolute fucking sweetheart. And she's like, now she's at a point where she's like, ah, my thing, I can't really stream. I'm still playing games, but I can't really stream so good because my, my shit's like bottlenecking and whatever. And I think she was super reluctant to do it. She was like, I don't want to do this. I, I'm, it's, I feel weird, whatever. She, she's like me. I literally keep going out of my pocket to pay for shit for this show because I feel weird asking or saying anything about money. So I'm just like, eh, don't worry. Even we, they talked me into launching a Patreon and I basically told everybody don't put money into it, even though I'm a fucking idiot. Cause I keep coming out of pocket, but like boss lady's the same way where she's like, I don't want to whatever. So she's kept it real, whatever. And then I think she actually said she credits tweak that tweak 
really got a hold of her and said, hey, stop being stupid. Just fucking go do this already. It, people love you. People will throw in. So there's the link. It's in the show notes. It's there in the live chat. Go to the GoFundMe and throw a, a, a couple shekels to, to Boss Lady B. She is just a beautiful human being who, you know, deserves some some love, whatever. Nobody's putting dots in the... There we go. Finally, Tweak threw a dot. Get in here, Tweak. Yeah, I mean, Boss Lady has been there from the start. She, you can't find a better person than Boss Lady B. She loves her crowd. She loves her Twitch crowd. She she She's just good people. She really is. And she's been having trouble with her PC. As you said, she's reluctant to ask for help. I mean, she has a day job and all that, but she's got bills to pay and, and you know, how real world is, the, the real life is. And before her PC started dying, I almost had her ready to take a, a bite into Star Citizen. We were almost there. And then mm. the PC started giving her issues and she started mm. having, having more and more trouble. So mm -hmm. I'm glad she's finally decided to just put it out there and ask for some help because nobody including myself nobody deserves it more than boss lady does and you guys can throw comments in there with the those gofundmes or whatever you could throw comments in there and let me tell you something right now boss lady b is a phenomenal content creator just an awesome streamer and a good person and she does a ton of stuff for elite dangerous and i'm just gonna throw it out there you star citizen peoples in the crowd if you were to donate a few she shekels here and there and put in the comment section like, hey, get this new computer. We want to see you streaming some Star Citizen. I'm sure she would. She would. Oh, I mean, as a streamer. I'll get her there. I'll get her into Star Citizen. <clears throat> Don't you doubt it well, one bit. Well, I'm just saying for all the people out there at home tweaked, if they put a little comment with their donation of saying, "Get come join us in the verse, I think she'd be. Uh, absolutely. she'd see that and she'd go, Oh, I got to get in on this. Yep, oh, Sasha's. Yeah. I don't know boss lady personally, but, uh, I've like been on her stream a couple times and everything. She's just a great human being, just a real sweetheart. So yeah, if, if it, if it's available to you, throw a couple shekels your way, help out. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's get this train rolling. I got to do everything manually because my stream deck just shit the bed and I'm too stupid to know how to make it not do that. So let's, do where is the sound by oh, doing everything manually super fun here we go star citizen news right off the bat let's talk about the streams and videos this week for star citizen news uh we had an inside star citizen Report purport, 17 minutes long, dropped yesterday. Link is in the show notes. It is good stuff. You should go see it. It's got, it's basically just like, oh no, we're going to have to do a massive sprint report with showing you all kinds of cool shit, which was like, oh, real coy. And I, 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 I liked it. I, we talked about it on Star Citizen, uh, Soul Citizen, uh, last night. And I, I, uh, I was like, I'm digging this. This is, this is all good stuff uh well i was in the chat uh they were talking about it it's one of those it's weird i feel like i'm there uh even when i'm just like listening in laying in bed watching it on my ipad uh star citizen live dropped today regeneration elaboration an hour-long talk i cannot honestly tell you if it was any good because i haven't seen it yet 
but I'm going to see it as soon as this show ends. I'm for sure going to see it before the, you know, the weekend is out. When I came home, though, I just ran straight. I was like, fuck Star Citizen, fuck Elite, fuck No Man's Sky, fuck video games, fuck everything that is not Foundation, and just dove into Foundation. We'll be getting to that in just a minute. But So I haven't seen that hour-long thing today. No spoilers. Don't ruin it for me in the notes. But I'm sure it was awesome, and I cannot wait to see it later tonight. Uh, and also, Star Citizen dropped a little something today. How about we uh, pull that up, and let me just find it real quick. Yeah, okay. Gotta do everything manual. I forgot. Here we go. You guys want us to hurry up or keep going? Hopefully you guys like it. Goddamn. Yeah. I'm stoked. I am so ready for Citizen Con. Um, so those were the three videos that they put out this week. Spectrum posts. We had the Loremaker's Guide to Regeneration, which was super awesome. They broke down a lot of the stuff on like... How does this work? How does that work? You know, your clones, and then you get degradation from your clones, and then you get this like resonance where like kind of explains why you can't just keep going clone after clone after clone a billion times. Like eventually those degrade. Uh, they talked about different things with like limbs and how that will work. How uh, um, just like really got into talking about the lore of it all, um, which was really really cool. Uh, the fight against Xenothreat infographics, they put out a huge set of infographics that had all kinds of information on uh, all of this, you know, uh, Xenothreat stuff. And like, you know, this many ships died in PvP, this many ships in PvE, this much loot was done, this much this, this much that. I, I dig it. Um, I, I'll say this. That's one thing I really love when uh, Frontier Developments, FDev, puts out for Elite. They put out really good infographics where they're like, this much exploration, this much this, this much that. And CIG can also bring it, man. This this infographic that they put up with tons and tons of breakdowns of information of uh, Xenothreat was fucking awesome. Link is in the show notes uh, for... I'm going to actually, again, link is in the show notes for all of this. But let me post these also in the live chat there is the lore thing here is the xenothreat infographic um so that you guys can like just click on it save it for later and and, and go dig through it but you, you don't want to miss out on this uh star citizen is free to fly until september 27th so right now is another three it's like it's been free to play star citizen as much as it hasn't in like the last three months they've had this is now like the third free fly it's been it's been nuts. In addition to that, and this is sort of celebrating the ship showdown. In addition, you can fly the top four ships of the ship showdown for free. So you can go in there and you can pick up your Argo Cargo, you can pick up your MSR, you can pick up your 600i, you can pick up your Hercules C2 and fly it around. See, oh, I like this, whatever. And they have they're gonna have discounts uh, on those ships and and. 
like special paint jobs are going to be out for the um you know commemorating their winning the the top four of the ship showdown in addition to that uh the argo cargo won it all the meme won and i'll be honest i was supporting the argo cargo i voted for the argo cargo for every step of the way uh up until the end and i i thought like argo cargo i want to see it make it to the top four that'll be awesome and then i I want the msr to win because that's like in, in my heart it's like oh that's the cool cool awesome ship but you know the argo cargo won it and i ain't mad at them man it's a great meme they were having fun and that's the big thing to take away anyone who was supporting the argo cargo or was supporting the carrick or was supporting or hating on either of those or any of the ships in this contest um I salute you. That's awesome. You voted, you know, for for whatever you voted for. If you were having fun with it, I salute you. If you got butt hurt over it, I don't care what side you were on. I'm not taking sides on all that shit. If you got butt hurt over a thing that's just a bit of silly fun, this is just CIG saying, hey, man, we know this is taking a while. We're going to give you some silly fun to just give you a smile you know, a couple times a year throughout the year with, with a little contest for this or a little thing for that. That's the main thing, man. Don't don't get all wrapped up and twisted over a thing that's just some fun. This year, it happened to go super fucking meme Awesome. Whatever. Just smile. Enjoy it. If you like it, salute it and cheer. If you don't like it, salute the effort and just smile and walk away. Uh, tweet. I'll salute the effort, but I will contend... <laughs> That this is the dumbest thing I've seen. It, it just is, especially with a free fly. And new players can fly the top four ships. And we have the Argo cargo over the Carrick or over the Retaliator or any of these really, really cool spaceships that would make people that say, hmm, let me try this game. It's free right now. Oh, that's what I always wanted to fly is this tiny little garbagey looking cargo ship that can't do anything. Oh, I didn't want to check out that Carrick. That looks too much like a Starfleet Enterprise type ship or something, you know. To me, it was dumb. I get it's fun and props to them for pushing it all the way to the wind. But okay, it's just to me, I, I can't, I can't support the Argo Cargo. And probably what this has done is, unless I find a purpose for it in game in, in two or three years, this has probably pushed me to the point of never buying one. Fair enough. That's. Boy, I feel almost like I just did a cautionary tale of why not to get wrapped on it. And then, yeah, okay. Uh, Osashis. I'm going to be like totally opposite from Tweaked. I think this is probably comes from my love from the Scarab and just the slight similarities, you know, with the front cockpit on the thing. I love that damn thing. So I'll fully admit I was 100% behind the meme the whole way to the end. So I'm freaking stoked that it won because it's just silly and hilarious. It is silly and hilarious. That's all it is. And yes, I get Tweaked. Believe me, I get you. But here's the thing. With the IAEA coming up, you're going to have chances to fly all of the ships that you want to for free. They're going to be like, hey, we got today we got these, and then we got those, and we got whatever. You'll, I swear to God, tweet, I swear to God, you'll get tons of free chances to fly a Carrick, and this one, and that one, and every other one. This was just a little bit of fun. And, and also, since the Argo Cargo won, there's going to be a special Argo Cargo-themed backpack that will be released as part of IAEA for everybody that owns it and like a special leather jacket I'm, I'm I'm forgetting if it's that it's just the top if it's just the winner just backers of the Argo Cargo or if it's the top four that get it I will tell you this tweak you remember the Argo Cargo had a very 
phenomenal use in Xenothreat. You could park oh, yeah. an Argo hey. Cargo inside of the C2, throw your quantum sensitive stuff in there, and then because the C2 was the one jumping and not the Argo Cargo, it was, and hey, for 30 bucks, that's a very good use right there, my friend. Great. But one tiny use, out of it. it's just, I don't know, we'll go around in circles. I just can't get behind. I get it. Probably the least utilitarian ship in the game and definitely the least cool ship that I've seen in game to win I, this whole thing. Bro, I get it, but um, you're just going to have to get over it. The uh, 73 Pacer won. And uh, it, it just. That's about it. it, it too. Is, but I mean, yeah, whatever. So what? It's a bit of this fun. This is an 83 Honda. How dare you? It's just some fun, bro. Okay. Also. They released Zipcon deets. Yo, we're 14 hours, 14 days, 14 hours and 25 minutes away. Zipcon 2951. They're going to have an opening talk with Chris Roberts. They're going to have a life in the verse talk, uh, a huge panel with developers and, and, and all kinds of stuff. You got Todd Pappy, you got Ian Leyland, David Haddock, and more. Uh, there's going to be a ship talk, and you know if it's ship talk, you got to have my boy Crew. He's Crew, Crew Sater, C-R-E-W-E. John Crew, Ben Curtis, and Paul Jones. They're going to have a, a Gen 12 and multi-core of Vulcan. That's some computer smart guy shit. I don't understand it, but I know what I've been told is this is going to make everything run better on all PCs and allow them something to free up something assets graphics something smart guy shit also crafting worlds planetary tools and tech with uh anis Huresh, mark rivira morgan minardi will hain like people smart people it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun you should go and they uh linked with that they were like and here's a goody stuff Digital goodies. So everybody who is a, a citizen, so if you're if you have backed everyone, it doesn't matter if you bought the cheapest uh, plan out there. Which, by the way, the cheapest plan out there right now is like 20 percent off, something off, like because of the the ship showdown, whatever thing they're doing until September twenty seventh is free fly. So you can play this game without having to buy it, and then until September twenty ninth is discounted starter package everyone so even if you it's normally 45 bucks you can get it for like 40 dollars and 50 cents because i think it's like 10 percent off even that you're going to get the digital goodies if you're a member of the game a backer while sitcom happens you get your digital goodies back so you're going to get a special outfit with this cool little helmet you get a special knife special little like statue thing the tbf4 suit uh, and weapon, plus this year's commemorative sitcom trophy, uh, yada yada, good stuff. So there's going to be live streaming all of the stuff. It starts like stupid early. It's like, I think it's like, yeah, it's 3 p.m. UTC. So for me, that's going to be 11 a.m. because that's going to be Eastern, um, which that's actually not stupid. I was thinking that it was 11 UTC, which was going to be dumb early for me. But, um, uh, so yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, we've got a PSA 
You do not count as a backer unless you have spent any amount of cash on your own account. So if you were gifted a game package by someone else and never paid cash, you are, quote, not a backer. So if that's the case, go and just buy uh, buy anything. Buy a stupid gun or uh, whatever. Ah, I bought this paint shop for $4 or whatever. Like, boom, now you're officially a backer. Um so you have to have an account and you have to have spent something. I, I don't think that's going to really affect all that many people who have never bought anything at all. Like, and just, they were gifted the pack, but that's Elix in the chat. One of our store citizen researchers is like, Hey, be aware. So yeah, you could buy an Aurora skin for $3 and you're good. Um, <clears throat> so, all right. Good stuff on the sitcom. Let me close this. I'm doing everything manually, so I feel like I'm missing stuff. Uh, Osashis, did you have another thing to add? No, no, no. That was from before. Okay, okay. There we go. I've got the screen back. We should be good. Here we go. Um, also, everyone will be able to earn the backpack in-game during IAE, uh, according to CIG. They didn't explain how. So it'll probably be a thing where it's like, even if you've don't have the Argo Cargo. You can get this Argo Cargo themed backpack and you have to, you know, show up at the desk and ask them for it or something. So, but yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I dig it. Um, all right. So that takes us to our first video of the night, which is going to be uh, from Barely Not Monkeys Productions, Adrift Part 1, a Star Citizen Machinima. This is legit next level machinima you have got to see it i'm going to play the video and then we're all going to come back we're going to start with black mace who's going to have some stuff to talk about on it here we go You are killing me. 
What? You like this song? Yeah, I like it when they sing it. I sing just like them. Um, no. And it's all you sing this song. This song is it. All right. I won't sing. Oh my god. It'll cool down, it's fine. I said pull it back. Now. Thank you. Can we at least pay for this ship before you blow it up? At this rate, I'll never get to blow it up. Ha ha, hearty har, aren't you hilarious? I can't do this forever, Dad. I know. Hey, that's my girl. Now let's vacuum up and get on to the next one. At least I have an old windbag to keep me company. Hey, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl. Shh, shh, shh. What? Clear the comms. You hear that? <laughs> Gross! <laughs> Gross! <laughs> uh, that's teriyaki. Hey guys, my fan showed some hatterite on this surface. Yeah? That's great. Yeah, I'm going to hand extract. I'll do it. You need a break. What? No. You're up there in what? Your underwear just drinking hooch or something and just singing away? Wait. We have hooch? I'm all geared up. I got it. It's real special. Oh shit. Oh shit. Good morning, sunshine. While we wait for tea, can you please tell me why you had your beam cramped so high? Can you tell me why you ignore every safety protocol? Perhaps explain me why you don't just kill me now and save me the heart attack. outside the asteroid belt, less than an hour. You'd better build them for our time. 
raised you. Quantum trap. Engage. Started, do I get to keep it? I know how to weld. Honey, Jesus Christ couldn't resurrect this mess. Well, he was a carpenter. I'm a mechanic. Imagine me running trades in this bad boy. Ah! And there's the first body. I'm on it. Wait, this guy's alive. What? He's breathing, but barely. His oxygen suit levels are out of whack and his power readings are almost zero. If I get him back to the Virginia fast, there's a chance I can stabilize him. You should come with me. Someone needs to keep looking for survivors and you know the medical stuff. How's your oxygen? You were mining for a while. I'm at like 80%. Like 80%? 80%, all right. I'm good. Fine. But you check the crew quarters and get your ass back to the ship. Am I clear? Crystal. for nervous system conditions. Currently illegal in some systems. Approximate value, 200,000 UEC. Holy. You're in the cargo bay, aren't you? No! Yes. Huh. I was looking for... Survivors? Yes, of course. What? Now? There could be survivors in the cargo bay. Are there? No. Crew quarters, stat. 
Hey, Dad. Still no bodies, but none of these gay pods have been ejected. This guy couldn't have been flying a rig this size alone, right? It's an undocumented ship. It's not like he was following fleet protocol. And how is he? Stable and still unconscious. I think he'll be fine. What about you? How's your O2 level? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah? You, uh, want me to sing you a song? <laughs> no. No, don't you dare. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay. I worry, I promise. I worry if you just shut up. It never leaves. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dad, I'm seeing... Scorch marks coming from inside the hole. Oh, Dad! They're dead, they're dead, they're here, all of them, they're here! Dad? Dad! Dad, can you hear me? Dad! Can you hear me? Wait! Wait! Dad! Dad! Can you hear me? Dad! Warning! Thrusters malfunction. Thrusters malfunction. Stabilizers malfunction. Stabilizers malfunction. Warning! Suit malfunction. Warning! Suit malfunction. <laughs> So that was, and I linked it in the show notes, that was Barely Not Monkey's uh, channel, and they have a series adrift. That was episode one. Legit, that shit is better than 90% of what you see on TV, and that was made entirely with assets in game. Um, I'm just going to say what I said in chat when I linked the, the, that in the, in the notes for everyone. Anyone who says Star Citizen is a scam is being willfully fucking ignorant at this point because that was 100% made in-game. This game is far from finished, yes. This game is 
multiple times delayed. Yes. Some people have every right to feel it's mismanaged or this, that, and the other. I don't personally, but some other people who feel like they were given a deadline date and it didn't come within whatever. Okay, sure. You have the right to feel your feels. I'm not trying to negate your feelings, but I will say it keeps expanding and growing and it's pushing the tech and it's pushing the future. And as someone who's dealt with games for years, who sort of were like dreaming small, we're like, Oh, we got a, whatever. This is like, these guys have the balls to dream big. And I don't want to like turn this into a misogynist or whatever thing. They got the ovaries to go fucking hard and I respect it. Whatever. I don't care. Like, yeah, it's all good. Black Maze had dots in first. So hop in with your thoughts on this fucking amazing video, my friend. Dude, I'm so happy that you shared this video. I When I saw it the other day, when it when it came out, uh, when it premiered, mm. like, wow, wow, wow. This, the cinematics, the shot setup, the way they use the the face over IP thing where mm-hmm. it takes, you know, what you're doing with your face, mm-hmm. the the voiceover, the quality, the the spatial sound, the echo, the, the ship reverberations, you know, the added animations they did. The plot, it's it's believable, it's realistic, it's captivating. And we've seen other machinimas coming out already with Star uh-huh. Citizen. And it, this is just like, it's the start of an era with, with these machinimas in Star Citizen. And the bar is set high. This is, I'm so impressed. This team, my God, it is epic. And this is coming from a guy who has his own machinima series uh over on elite and was doing tons and tons of work on that so like he knows he's not just talking out his ass like he knows when it gets down to it the nitty-gritty of of what it takes to make this happen osashis yeah i'm just gonna parrot a lot of what black may said this is freaking outstanding like the mm. amount of effort and time that went into making these shots and getting all of that right all the editing and everything it's Absolutely incredible. Great writing. The voice actors are doing an awesome job. Like, I Hmm. just can't say enough good things about this. Yeah, man. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Tweet, what'd you think? Oh, I love it. I love good storytelling. And and, uh, like both Black Maze and Osasha said, that the animation, you know, the the, the voice acting, the story writing, the Hmm. setting, uh, the sound. It's just, it's great storytelling, period. And I'm down for that. You know what this this reminded me of, Tweaked? Remember that episode of Firefly where they find the ship that the Reavers hit and they're like exploring the ship and it's empty and it's empty and it's empty and they get to that one room and all the bodies are like this weird grotesque sculpture (laughs) and it's like, oh! And like, oh my God, it's so well done! Oh, I just... Everyone... Who's hearing this, please go. The link is in the show notes. I've already linked it in the live chat. Go click subscribe. Give them all the subscribes. Go in and and whatever they do, support them. These guys are making legitimately like I'm talking. If you were to say that that was a show on FX, I would be like or or. What, skiffy now or sci i don't know if they're back to sci-fi or they're skiffy or whatever the fuck they're like if you were to say hey man there's a show it's on sci-fi 
and it was that quality, I'd be like, oh, this is better than the rest of what's on your channel. I am in. Black Maze, you had another thing. Yeah, is it okay if I give a shout out to some like another machinima? I'm not affiliated or anything, but it's something really good that I recommend. Nope, it's not. Moving on. Yeah, of course, dude. Say whatever you want, man. <laughs> right. So one of the things that this series does so well it, by by you know really embracing that that facial over IP thing, mm -hmm. they get to put the camera on the character while they speak. Uh, you know when they're doing the expressions and stuff, and mm -hmm. that's awesome. I don't know if it has been done before to this extent and, and level of quality, but I wanted to give a shout out to another machinima that I've recently been watching mm. that just came out with their third episode. They're called Overclocked. And oh, uh, yes. I, I recommend, yeah, I recommend to go on YouTube, just type in Star Citizen Overclocked and give them a look. Now, one thing that they do, which is the same thing we do with Rebuy in Elite Dangerous, mm -hmm. is when a person is speaking, you've got to either give them a helmet or you got to film them from the back because, you know, mouths aren't moving if you don't yeah. use the, the face stuff. So, but I still want to give them a shout out because the the editing style there and it's, it, it's very epic. It looks really cool. Overclocked. Give it a look. Yes, for sure. I, I love their stuff. I've, I've actually had that in the notes for like, two episodes and then it's like oh we're running so late move it move it move it but uh yeah for sure 100 percent agree 100 percent agree beautiful stuff all right um so yes support overclocked definitely support uh barely not monkeys uh productions with the adrift series go and make sure that you you catch it but if you don't for sure, I'll, I'll let you know. We'll, we'll have it here for you, and we'll make you aware when it comes up. But support them. They need a million followers. Yes, yes. Next up, we've got... I've got a combo video. I put together two videos from XGR, Star Citizen Racing League. We're going to play this for you, and then as soon as that's done, we're going to have a little mini-interview with Black Maze and uh, Osashis about this new racing league in the Star Citizen verse. celebrate the opening of a brand new Star Citizen racing community, we're hosting a weekend full of racing events. Starting this Friday, the 24th at 1800 UTC, all the way through Saturday and Sunday at the same times. 
This weekend we'll be repeating a series of events based around ship racing in Zero-G, ship racing through new Babbage, and a ground vehicle race in the same location. Here's a quick look at the three races you'll be able to participate in this coming weekend. Firstly, a Zero-G circuit setup around the Crew L5 beautiful Glen Station. The racing format for this race is as follows. There will be a series of heat races which all see a first place finisher. Followed is the finals race where the previous heat winners all go head to head to decide the winner of the Zero-G ship race. Followed by this race we'll head over to New Babbage where racers see themselves go head to head in a 1 vs 1 single elimination tournament, slaloming through the Metroloop pillars. Now don't be mistaken, flying a ship through the dense atmosphere of Mitrotech is no joke and I promise people will get closely acquainted with the ground. Finally we're looking at a ground vehicle race. This one runs twice in a row meaning you have two chances to walk away with the win for the day. For now there are no limits to what vehicles or ships you can use. In the future we'll be looking to create brackets based on ship performance but for this opener it is a classic free for all. Now listen to this, anybody is welcome to join the Extreme G racing community and race along with some of the best racers known to the verse. The XGR Discord is aiming to be the racing hub for Star Citizen and aims to create a platform for citizens new to racing as well as to host events for racers to prove they are the absolute best of the best. Beyond joining the Discord you might also consider joining the Extreme G racing team which enables you to achieve special ranks based on your performance in racing events and tournaments. Alright racer, come and join us and we'll race you out there in the verse. Hell yes! So, right off the bat, let's talk about the fact that this... Wait, I gotta change the asset. I gotta put up Star Citizen background. There we go. Alright. So those are two videos. Both are in the show notes. I've linked them both in the live chat. So, for... Uh, people that are interested in joining the discord is going to be available for you right here in the live chat and in the show notes that is the uh xgr race league discord go and join them so we have two members of the league two founders of the league we got black mace and osashis here with us tonight let's do interview and talk to you guys about what is the league what's your goals what are you doing you're in the middle of a race series right now that started earlier today and will be going on all weekend long there are some people that have said like oh 3.15 comes with the wipe i'm not interested in playing star citizen right now because i can't build a thing those people are missing the whole point right now is your opportunity to number one try it number two give feedback and help shape what it becomes before it is a full thing and i think that you guys black maze and osages are like you get it man you're like no no i don't give a fuck that it gets wiped eventually here or there and whenever like 
yeah, I can't build an empire. Who cares? This is about the experience. This is about the getting to see it early and helping to give feedback of like, I don't like this, but I do love that. And like changing and shaping, helping to shape how it becomes. So I just want to make this segment just real free form. Black Maze, Osages, tell me a little bit about like what you're doing with this. What's going on? Like, I know that it's going to be, we already had Friday's events happened a couple hours ago. Saturday's events are happening in like 20 hours. Sunday's events are happening in like, whatever, 20 hours plus a day. Like, uh, don't ask me to do math when I'm drunk. Um, like, talk us through what you're doing and just how this is all going to evolve. Go. Black Maze. First of all, thank you for the shout out. Really appreciate it. As always, you know, every time we do something cool, you're there to, to support us. Really appreciate it. Well, you keep and doing cool shit, so I got to shout it out. Dude, dude, absolutely. But second, I am so hyped because, like, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, going back a few steps, I'm, I, I, I'm an Elite Dangerous player and I'm a racer. I liked exploring but the majority of my time was spent racing and then odyssey happened with full respect to the people that are enjoying it i was very unhappy with the state still am same and i was like what what am i gonna do what what, what now what happens then there's osashas who says oh, i've been dabbling with star citizen maybe have a look you know things are coming together so i do I go into Star Citizen and I am very much surprised at the state of Star Citizen. And I did a series called Why Play Elite? Because that is the that is the, the primary question in my head at that point. I'm like, holy cow, look at this game and what it can do. And it just keeps surprising me. And and in particular, the flight model and and you know, the flight model in space versus the flight model in atmos and in, in atmospheres and different gravities yes. and the the ships with wings, you know, that that perform shit right now because they don't have control services until they get enabled and all all that stuff. Let me it just wait, it keeps let me let it me keeps on giving. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask you, like I I've said it multiple times, but I would love for you to expand upon it. The fact that ships fly like dog shit in atmosphere in Star Citizen or I love that because it's like, yes, that's bringing in a whole level of complexity to say, like, Dude. if you don't make a ship that is aerodynamic, of course, it's going to it's going to fly great in space, but it's going to fly. It's going to handle so sluggish in atmosphere. Do you Talk know about what, that though? for a minute? Do you know what, though? It goes a step further because take the M50. The M50 Razor. is a plane. Yeah. It, yeah. No, but the, M the M50. It, it looks the M50 like a plane. Razor, right? No, no, no. The Razor is the other one. The Razor is the one that looks like a Formula One car without wheels. Oh, my bad. But the, the M50 has wings. But here's the thing. It flies like shit in Atmo. Why, though? It's a plane. Well, I'll tell you, because the control services aren't activated yet. So it's got pretty poor rotationals. And the rotationals, that's pitch, roll, and yaw, is, is currently done by, you know, firing thrusters. But you're flying faster than the speed of sound yes. through atmo you know yeah. and um of course because sound only travels through atmosphere and 
the, the thrusters are just not strong to put push the ship into a pitch or whatever because it's got all those wings and mm. they're made for atmospheric flight. So they want to go in a straight line. You need control services, you know, to cause drag and lift and all, all that sort of stuff. So right now you've got something like an M50 that handles like a beast in zero G and struggles to win anything because it's a racer, you know, in, in Atmo. And it's a racing ship. Dude, I'm so excited about the fact that CIG is supporting the whole racing thing. We've got the Razor, the M50, the Mustang Gamma. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be actual gameplay surrounding racing. But yes. while while that isn't really a thing yet, to, to come back to, to XGR, uh, Extreme G Racing. Mm-hmm. So we, we have Elite Racers, um for elite dangerous the the founder is fat haggard and mm-hmm. coconut they, nice. they set that up in in 2014 or whatever and i i went looking for something similar for a star citizen and i couldn't find it there there's definitely the daymar rally and there there definitely are people doing fun things um you've got uh, the video that you play constantly I, i'm gonna butcher his name maybe osash is gonna help me i don't remember his name they're doing all the flying videos that's the one uh, you know, so there's definitely oh, people doing, great. yeah, there's definitely people doing lots of fun stuff with flying, but we needed a sort of racing hub, just like elite racers. We need a place where people that enjoy talking about ships and the handling of the ships and the aerodynamics and the thruster strengths and all mm-hmm. the stats, just anything to do with, with ship handling and racing. We needed a hub for that. So I, I wanted to create that. We created XGR and I'll say first, anybody is welcome to join. There's no need to join any organizations. There's no need to do anything. Just come and join the Discord and come have fun and oh, fly yeah. together. We'll be hosting loads of tournaments and org- like in space and on the ground and ground racing, you know, flying through new Babbage and stuff like that. Um, and it's also a place where uh, we encourage just regular players to go and host your own events. You know, anybody is free to create a channel on the Discord and and go set something up and go have fun with people. And uh yeah, dude, I'm I'm just so excited for what Star Citizen has to offer. Mm. I I'll, I've said this to people, and I'll I'll say it again. Like, mm-hmm. Elite Dangerous has a cool flight model. You know, awesome. it does the flight assist off really well. It does flight assist on to to help players that need it. But Star Citizen is next fucking level because it it can go decoupled. You know, you've got the FA mm. off where if you don't input, nothing happens. You know, you you push forward on the stick, you go forward, and you mm. keep going until you stop yourself. It's got thrusters that are a little stronger, which means that ships actually don't mind turning without having to use boost, as long as you don't overspeed, of course. Can I ask you a question? And then there is... What's that? I feel like Elite has a slightly better flight model. No! Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. I feel like Elite has a slightly better flight model for flight assist off in space and star citizen has right now already a better flight model for in atmo and i feel like the way that star citizen is continuing to sort of progress and get better on its flight model in general we're like a month or three or five, whatever. But very soon, we're going to see Star Citizen eclipse Elite on the total flight model. But that's just, I mean, 
that's unsupported. That's my just random speculation. What do you think on that? You got to watch what you're saying, dude. You've got two verbals. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to take you serious. I do have twin verbals. And the elite, the elite flight model, <laughs> this is a personal opinion for everybody listening, is is not better. Here's the Wait, thing, right? Wait, in like space? You, you, yeah, you push forward on the stick, right? Like, or mm-hmm. on your thrusters, and it mm-hmm. keeps going. Both elite and, uh, and star citizen do that. Here's the difference, and here is why I think star citizen is better. Ships in elite, in space, cap mm-hmm. out at an art, a really low artificial speed limit. Mm-hmm. Some ships do 270, some ships might do 300, some might do 400. That's bullshit. Star Citizen goes over 1,100, 1,200, 1,300 meters per second. There are still differences, Mm -hmm. and there is still a limit because Mm -hmm. of technical reasons. And because you have to have those technical reasons, you're going to have to have one ship going slightly faster than the other because you want an interceptor to catch uh, whatever, you know, another kind of ship. And so... The Newtonian stuff there is the same for Elite Dangerous and and Star Citizen. But the difference Mm. is, one, Star Citizen does more thruster power, so you have more control. You can stop faster. You don't drift so wide as you do in Elite, where it's really frustrating for people to fly FA off Mm -hmm. unless you're going like with a perma-boosting ship. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Elite Dangerous, you click the button, you go boost. It goes for seven seconds. It always pushes out of the, the rear thrusters. You don't True. control True. anything. It also outputs on the side, on, you know, the, the, the lateral thrusters and the verticals. And it's, you can limit that by doing the cargo boosting trick, but it's also artificial and weird. Star Citizen, you press the button and you hold it. And for as long as you hold it, and for as long as you have capacitor, you can use the boost on any of your thrusters. You choose. You can use it to use it on your retro thrusters to stop. Mm. You can use it to go faster with your main mm. thrusters. You can use it to tighten a turn with verticals. Big true. You choose. And it goes for as long as you want it and no longer. And that control, it's, it's like Star Citizen was made for this stuff. And Elite Dangerous just happened to be okay at it. Now, hold on. Let me just say, number one, I'm drunk enough at this point that everything is blurry. But, like, I feel like what you're saying with regard to speeds is true. Star Citizen is ahead. With regard to, though, the difference between transitional FA off and true FA off, elite is better it's a weird thing where and why so wait i'll i will submit to your feelings on this matter because i feel like you know this better than i do but like i feel like elite dangerous has full fa off star citizen has only transitional but the speeds in Star Citizen are better than Elite. So it's like, it's a weird situation where it's a gray area right now, where it's like, it depends on your personal priorities on what is better. But there, unquestionably, Star Citizen is better for in Atmo, FA off, with regard to in like out of atmo like full space fa off 
Newtonian physics, it's, I feel like it's a personal preference issue. So Osasius has a thing. and then Yeah, Elite. just going along on the same lines. I think the only thing that I could say Elite has, and this is coming from being a full FI Apollo in Elite, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the unlocked rotationals, right? Mm -hmm. Something Star Citizen could do that would be amazing is have that as a toggle and option, right? If you want so locked good. rotationals, have them. If you want unlocked rotationals, you got them. If it had that alone, I, I would have no argument left for Elite mm -hmm. having a superior flight model. But that's just personal opinion. The the big thing is that that like you like we pointed out a couple of times, you have the difference between zero, you know, space, vacuum flight, and atmo flight, and all of the nuances and cool things about different atmospheric densities, different gravities, different mm -hmm. everything. Like it makes so much more of a, a spectrum of places that you can go try to fly crazy, fly aggressively, go go race. Whereas in Elite, it doesn't matter if you're on a planet side, if you're in space, it's all pretty much the same outside of a little bit of, you know, the gravity, which, you know, you can't even make an argument there for it not just being a oh. massive spectrum for Star Citizen of having different race variables. So. No, I agree with you 100% that in Atmo, Star Citizen is just better across the board. Out of Atmo, it's like a, there's weird edge cases. Tweet, you have a thing? Yeah, I'll agree totally that in Atmo, I think we all agree that Star Citizen, hands down, is more realistic, more fun, better, period. No question. As somebody who has played a lot of Elite in the past, and then a shit ton of Star Citizen recently, and then this week, I've kind of I've gone back to Elite a little bit. In space, I think they're pretty close. Now, I've set my HOTAS up so that both games are pretty much the same flying control, so they mm. feel similar, mm -hmm. except for, and mind you, I think we have to keep in mind, that while we want this stuff to feel real, it's, they're also games and we want them to be fun. I feel like Star Citizen, I have more fun flying, even in space. I feel like I have more total control over my ship and not in an arcadey fake way that than I do in elite and, mm. and even if I were to be totally engineered which I'm not currently on PC uh, that that said though I mean elite's flight model when you go FA off you do get total FA off whereas in star citizen you have that rotational control so that makes a difference it also makes it easier for for I would say less uh professional less devoted players mm. to try decoupled and not throw a fit. I mean, as as a new player in Elite, you go FA off, you start spinning uncontrollably, and you're going mad. So yeah. it's a little different there. But I do think between the two games that I enjoy flying my ships in Star Citizen even more than I do in Elite, and I never thought in a million years I'd ever say that, quite honestly. So real quick, as someone who is very drunk at this point, um, I would like Black Maze to come in talk to newer players or maybe sort of less sophisticated players of either game, whether it be Star Citizen or Elite Dangerous. Maze, talk to us a little bit and explain the difference between transitional FA off and rotational FA off or full FA off. Go ahead. T totally. Uh, Osash just mentioned it, right? Um, the way... Elite does it is you turn FA off, off, you turn flight assist off, everything is off. 
uh, whether that means you're strafing to the left or it means you're yawing to the left and you're rotating around your own axes. And, and Star Citizen doesn't do that right now. And I wanted to say I totally agree with Osashis. It's the, the perfect solution is options. I always say this, you know, because so many times there's people with different opinions. And if we're talking about stuff like flight systems, options are always the answer. So having the option to turn that system off independently would be awesome. To explain it again, if you pitch or roll or yaw currently in the game, as soon as you let go of your controls, your ship will automatically stabilize the attitude of the ship and cancel any rotation. I actually think, I'm not sure yet because we can't really test it, but I actually think I prefer it. There's a cool trick I want to want to share, something you can do. Mm-hmm. There is a way to turn off the rotationals, uh, the, the auto-centering. It's, it's a bit hacky. Basically, all you have to do is you turn your engines off. Of course, you lose complete control of the ship, but it's interesting to see what that does, especially in Atmo. And again, this is coming back to the Atmo play, and it's it's just so much fun to play with the atmospherics and the aerodynamics and all that. Because what people don't realize often is if you're flying in a straight line in Atmo, and you're flying a ship that isn't very aerodynamically stabilized, uh, stable. Mm-hmm. Your ship, if you don't do anything with your inputs, yeah, pitching or rolling or yawing, your ship is actually firing thrusters constantly to stabilize your pitch. True. What's a really cool thing to do is go into into like high into the sky, give yourself some forward speed, and turn off your engines. <laughs> because what you then what you then see is that your ship, depending on the aerodynamics of the ship, will act either acceptable or very strange depending on what the wind is doing and it actually shows you and it it made me aware of if we get this as an option that we can turn off this automatic um stable stabilization of the pitch roll and yaw mm. you're gonna have a f- really tough time flying in apno <laughs> with most of the ships because take this right like i can't give you specifics and i'm I, i'm gonna butcher this probably but take an f-16 or an f-22 or whatever these ships have so many computers on board. They have auto trim. You know, mm-hmm. in they airplane, do. you got to trim. They do. But these these F planes, you don't because you pitch it up at 10, 10, 10 degrees up, you let go of the stick, it's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. And all the computer systems are going to do exactly what Star Citizen is doing. They're going to stabilize the ship for you so it flies toward the crosshair. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to pitch up or down based on drag and flaps and airspeed. No, no. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep it right there. And having the option to turn that off and feel the ships in Atmo based on their shape and size is going to be so cool. Options. Options are great. I'm not sure if this answered your question, but what I'm saying is it's so cool. So both the Air Force and the Navy call it. And for the record, the largest Air Force on the planet is the United States Air Force. The second largest Air Force on the planet is the United States Navy Air Force, both of which call that the artificial intelligence trim package. Uh, Osashis, you had a thing on ship sizes. Yeah, this was just kind of along the same lines of comparison, and this isn't crapping on Elite at all because I still, you know, have a lot of love there. So this, that's that's oh, yeah. yeah. But the one of the the big things I noticed when I came over from Elite to Star Citizen was the ship scales. It's just, it makes so much more sense, and you can feel it in the way that these ships behave, right? You get in something small, like a gamma or something like that, really snappy rotationals, 
really quick, fun to fly that way. You get in something bigger like a 600i or a, a, a Connie or something like that, right? It's sluggish, larger, yep. handles like that. And so just but those, phenomenal those differentiations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. But, but coming over from Elite where even the smallest ship like a Cobra, right, it's still a pretty freaking massive ship. It's cool to have mm. that sense of scale really kind of brought down to a more, in my opinion, realistic level. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Black Maze. Yeah, dude, you gotta stop me. Like, I I like to rant on these things. <laughs> no, it's like, good. You gotta you gotta tell me when this goes on too long because I could no, talk good. forever about stuff like this. Because I'm thinking of doing videos on on uh, flight handling per ship. People suggested that they'd be interested in seeing that, so I, I think I, I might want to look at that. But I want to talk about coupled mode because Tweaked made a very interesting point, uh, and and I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, the difference between flight, you know, if you turn off flight assist in elite, you just spin out of control. And it's actually pretty cool. Cause he said in star citizen, I feel like I've got more control and it's true because the flight assist model in elite, the system is it helps you a lot more than coupled mode does in star citizen. Uh-huh. Um, someone mentioned it in chat a couple of minutes ago that, Elite feels a little arcadey, especially with coupled or with flight assist on, because Sometimes. it does it does everything it can to keep you flying toward your crosshair. Whether you're going forward or you're letting go of all your controls, if you pitch up, it'll fire all the thrusters automatically. Mm-hmm. With Star Citizen, coupled mode does a lot less. It mm. only helps you fly toward the crosshair if you're inputting thrusters. If you let go of all your thrusters, it's just gonna go you know in a in a newtonian vector even if you pitch up it's not going to follow your crosshair it's just going to try and stop you that's all it does and that gives you a lot more sense of hey i'm drifting through space but i'm still being stabilized and it's a lot of fun to play with and yeah i flying coupled versus decoupled is a huge topic i probably shouldn't go into it too much um do you i was going to ask you kai you've got two verbals do you fly coupled or decoupled so all right Here's the truth of it. I would like to tell you I fly decoupled. I'm still a scrub. I, I fly coupled. Here, I, I, I knew you were going to say that. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I knew that you were going to say that because you said to me that you think that Elite has a better flight model in space. It's because you're flying decoupled. And I recommend you, especially with Verpuls, to have some fun flying decoupled and mm. talk to me again. You're going to love it. Okay. I personally, now, I'll admit, I would be willing to bet money you are a much superior pilot than than I am. As it stands now, I feel like Star Citizen has the superior flight model in Atmo. Elite has, just by a smidge, the superior flight model in space. But I'm willing to admit that I could most likely be wrong based on what I see, you know, if I were to advance my skills. Tweet, you had a point. Yeah, to what Black Maze was just saying, and with the first time I tried decoupled in Star Citizen, I was blown away because I was expecting FA off, and I hit the, the decoupled button, I turned it off, and I was on my way to a landing pad, actually, and I expected to, like, lose control and start panicking and whatnot and and i didn't and i landed and i was like did that not work and i checked it and sure enough i was decoupled and i was like now wait a second that 
that that didn't feel the same and and i think it's a smarter better system in reality because with the technology that we are quote unquote playing with here it -hmm. makes sense that these ships have a flight computer that that as you said most of our militaries have in the planes right now Mm -hmm. it would make sense that they have them there whereas in elite we don't Mm. and to osash's point about the ship sizes so true so very true you you even stand next to a cobra in elite and it's massive but you come Mm. to come to star citizen and stand next to a gladius and it's like yeah this 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 feels right and that feels like why it's so fast and and snappy and you can take it into a atmosphere and you get vertical thrusts as soon as you want it and whatnot it just handles better like that and to take that a step further you think they look huge and elite normally try it in vr i got vr this week and i'm standing next to my cray oh my freaking god is are these ships massive i mean these ships are beyond massive in in virtual reality which is actually their true size so Mm. I do. I, I really feel like the flight model in Stars. In, and let me preface this. Mm-hmm. Elite Dangerous has ruined me or had ruined me for every other game. I've tried Star Wars Squadrons. I've tried War Thunder. I've tried all these other games that have flying in them. And I haven't been able to play them because the flight model wasn't as good as Elite. Mm. Star Citizen is the first one that I've come to that it feels even close to the same quality of flight model and since spending some time in it i do i prefer flying in star citizen just because even in space like i said weaving in and out of the asteroids or mm-hmm. orbiting in an idris or an enemy or something you just have more control over where you want to go when you want to go than you do at any time in elite so let me see if i can sum this up and please everyone on the panel correct me if i'm wrong I feel like Elite has the superior flight model unassisted. If you wanted to talk about true Newtonian physics, i.e. translational FA off and rotational FA off combined, Elite is sort of the apex. However, what I hear you saying, both Black Maze and Tweaked, are that the current level of technology with fly-by-wire like part like our our the f-22 the f-35 the current fifth generation if not sixth generation airplanes already have a fly-by-wire system that helps to correct for rotational fa off so that you just get transitional fa off so what you're saying is that Star Citizen is you feel the superior in Atmo and out of Atmo. Like nobody can question that in Atmo, Star Citizen is the best flight model. But you feel that if you take into account the transitional slash rotational fly-by-wire FA off assistance that comes with the AI in current fighter like fifth generation slash sixth generation fighter aircraft you're saying like no no star citizen has it already sort of chef kiss 
the perfect whatever. Black Maze, you're first, then Osashis. I, I fear we're going to go in circles. Um, That's okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll just say, like, the thing that Elite can do, even Star Citizen can already do it. Just input yaw and turn off your engine. It'll keep spinning. All uh -huh. Star Citizen needs to do is give us an option to turn off that locked rotational. Like, as soon as it does that, it's like, it's it's over. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's I just, you asked me to say if, if I think you're wrong, and this is very rare, but I think you're wrong. Okay, here's the thing. I fully admit that I am not no? as good a pilot as you. So I had my prejudging opinion on, I think, like, <laughs> one is better here and one is better there. I'm fully willing to accept that I'm just wrong. Osashis. I'll just... Okay. I just, want to very, I, just, I just want to very quickly say there's trained and untrained. Okay. Just practice, practice, practice. Awesome. Yeah. Osashis. I I totally respect your opinion, Kai. And this is just my opinion, right? This is a mm -hmm. fact. But so just take out Atmo completely. We're just comparing vacuum to vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. The only in my opinion, the only thing Elite has going for it is unlocked rotationals. When yeah. you to compare the way that boost works, Star Citizen wins. When you compare top speeds, Star Citizen wins. When you compare the snappiness of ships because the sizes make sense, the rotationals are snappy, so you can do really cool maneuvers, Star Citizen wins. So in my opinion, literally the only thing that Star Citizen is missing is the option to unlock rotationals. That's it. I agree. So, all right, cool. All right. Uh, Black Maze, wrap up the this section. Go for it. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention... Because um, we were talking about XGR and hosting all these races, and and this Friday, of course, uh, this post podcast is right right after it, and I'm just so hyped because it went so well. This was the first time hosting like a larger event. We started off with like 15 people, and I don't want this to turn into an elite bash, but my experience with elite hosting community events is that. Meeting up takes a long time. You typically spend one to one and a half hour trying to get everybody into the same instance. And if one person dies, uh. they end up respawning somewhere and it is hard to come back. So I just want to share my experience with Star Citizen again has been so incredible. We uh. meet up in the main menu. We party up 15 people. No uh -huh. silly limits of four people or whatever. Uh, let, load just, into to the be server. Clear. just to be clear, if your answer was, oh, 30 people still, no problem. Oh, yeah, 50 probably, right? Uh, like 40 to 50. Yeah. 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 So we, we meet up, uh, at new Babbage, we load in together and I'm filming. So I'm flying my Reliant core, but it's my turn to race, mm. but I want to race the M50 and I'd have to go all the way back and grab another ship. No, of course not. This is star citizen. Can I borrow someone's ship? Yeah, sure. I'll just put my ship down. Hop on, hop on in. Mm. Like this, this is Star Citizen, dude. You can, you can take anybody's ship and just fly it. It doesn't matter who owns it. It just, your mate gives you his ship and you fly it. And yep. coming from a lead, it's just, it, I think a lot of Star Citizen players take stuff like that for granted and mm. it is easy to do, but it's moments like that where I'm like, wow, that, that's, isn't it? that's just so impressive. And mm. two more points. I'm going to rush through them real quick. Go for I it. wanted to say this racing stuff we're doing, everybody keeps saying it. And I just want to reiterate Star Citizen is a true sandbox experience. I love making my own fun in universes mm. like this. And Star Citizen is, is the armor, the sandbox, the GTA 5 online, whatever. Mm. It's all of it. You can do everything. 
And Usashis and I were scouting around Orison mm -hmm. with little cars driving mm -hmm. around the platforms and stuff like that. Dude, there's so much racing potential there. Yes. No, I'm done. No, there's like 40 different platforms you can land on. And you just drive around and the golf carts it's amazing it's so fun yes so good yes okay um i don't even know where we're at at this point in the show notes i think we did the guest interview oh we're at the xeno threat i want to link a video for you guys to see i've been meaning legitimately for the last like four episodes i've been meaning to include this and then we haven't i'm just gonna include it now because like have to it's so good attention people are stand a great injustice has been done to you. The time has come to send a message. Attention, this is SAIC Dooley with the CDF. The naval forces at INS Jericho are being targeted by hostile Xenothreat outlaws. Any available combat support, report for duty immediately. Signing off. Oh, the Navy's taking fire at INS Jericho. We need support scrambled there immediately. You got me to veteran and a free outfit. Thank you. The Navy's making a push against Xenothreat and has requested CDF support. I need combat pilots and anyone capable of transporting cargo to volunteer. Getting damage reports from the Javelin. They're not gonna last much longer.
Xenothreat was so good. It was fun. It had complexity. There were different... Now, Xenothreat V2, I mean. There were just so many things to it. The Argo Cargo, if you parked it in front of the enemy ship, it literally would just refuse to fire its big railgun. Like, what? There was so much stuff in there that was cool. Um, and including Xenothreat, you know, the Argo Cargo, you could use it to fly around your uh, quantum-sensitive stuff if you put it inside of another ship. Just saying. Uh, let's go around the group and get everybody's opinion. What did you guys... Like, I know this is late. We should have put this, a like, a week or two, but, like, uh, it was... We had crazy, stupid, long shows. So, I just really wanted to address that. That was such a great video. The link is going to be in the show notes for you. Um, what do you guys think of that? Let's start with Tweaked. Go. I loved it. What what that video did for me was it made me miss the Xenothread event. I had yes. so much fun in that event with friends and, mm -hmm. and strangers alike and the complexity of it, the different things to do, the the, the going through the Starfarers to, to, to kill the bad guys and get the cargo and then mm. the massively epic space battle at the end and everything. Oh, yes. So damn good. And profitable uh, to boot, but so, so good. You, see, you're lucky, Tweet, because you came in on Xenothreat V2. Xenothreat V1 was kind of dog shit, because it was like three or four days solid of like just load up the ship and then reload, load up the ship and then reload, load up the ship and then reload. And then there was like a couple days of nothing and then a couple days of like, okay, now it's just the final part, do the fight. What you hit for the first time was Xenothreat V2, which was... Load up the ship, do the fight. Load up the ship, do the fight. That was so good. And I hit it like a week into just getting yes. the game. So I had enough time to like learn to fly and then it was there. And oh my God, what an experience. So good. That is the whole point of Star Citizen to me. Like I feel like, like yes, it's not as polished as finished games. But it's accelerating at such a, a a quick rate that it's like it's catching up and becoming that polished experience in a way black maze what'd you think i missed the video because i was afk for a second but we're talking xeno thread right i yes v2, i loved it v2. i first first quick question kai when did you start playing i started playing about a year and a half ago wow okay you've you've been in for quite a while yeah brother because i'm the same as tweaked i started what a month before tweaked I remember talking you into trying it. I remember sending you videos going, dude, you could do oh, so yeah. much more yeah. with rebuy if you were to do it in <laughs> Star did, Citizen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. It's true. Um, I had a point. Um, yeah. my Just very quickly, my first experiences with Xenothread, like mm -hmm. most people, have been incredible. I loved flying to the, the derelict ships and mm -hmm. just being like, oh, my God, there's people parked up. And they're just like you know, hauling the cargo from the ship into their ship and they're going to move it away. And it, it, it was just, it, it was an MMORPG experience. Mm -hmm. And I loved that so very much. And um, uh, some people, some some podcasts ago mentioned, they found it a little disappointing that they did it in the uh, the clouds, I think, because it kind of impacts performance. Mm. I think that was all part of it. You know, they, they plan to do that, right? They need all that benchmarking 
data. And I think with them trying so many things with their volumetric cloud systems and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they, they, they choose those locations on purpose because they want people to struggle. They want people that have stuttering frames so they can find sure. out you know how to better optimize the game and stuff and with i've said this a hundred times already but as with everything in star citizen it gives you a glimpse of what they're trying to do and yeah can you tell that i'm geeking out over star citizen no 100 percent, and i don't blame you osashis yeah i didn't get to participate quite as much as i wanted to just because of real life but what i did man it was awesome because i've been around star citizen just casually for a while and i did t- i remember doing xeno threat one and like you said it was kind of just pick up cargo yada yada it was kind of boring mm. this one's gave me seriously epic vibes like role-playing flying like wing next to the jab and stuff like that just super super epic vibes mm-hmm. and like uh, like uh black maze had alluded to it kind of gave me like a little window a little glimpse into what's coming in the future mm. and i'm just imagining multiple systems with a whole bunch of these events triggering dynamically and stuff like the whole universe you know on the fly like oh my gosh i cannot wait for what's to come from what i saw from this hell yeah brother all right that takes us to no man's sky news All right, I'm going to be honest, there's not a whole lot of new news with Nomansky. Um, where we're at is we're still like four weeks left to complete Nomansky Expedition 3, which was fucking amazing. I completed it. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. one day, like just working and working and working at it. It was so good. Uh, and I have already a fully developed... Um, settlement on our hub planet as well as the base computer laid out for the hub base i think this week i mean let's be honest this week i would totally be setting up the teams with architects and whatnot to build out the full nomansky hub except for the fact or black sky legion nomansky hub except for the fact that on Tuesday, New World drops, and I am going to be fully... I'm taking a week off of work. That's how balls deep I'm going into New World. But, like, okay, a week or two after we get New World sort of set and and, and completely going the way it's supposed to be, I'm going to get... We're going to, like, get together a team. We're going to get architects. We're going to get... uh sort of a foreman we're going to build up what is going to be the plans for the nomansky hub and we're going to set it all up we've already got a dozen plus members of the black sky legion that have built bases on nomansky and or settlements we've got like six different settlements going on the planet we've got members of the soul citizens community we've got members of other communities that are like yeah we're building stuff on your planet the link is already in the the uh the discord under the nomansky section for where our hub world is it is called black sky prime it's going to have everything you want so literally just go get get the 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 and it's in the discord get the 
coordinates on the Stargate for that hub world. Go there, and you're going to have free everything. And there's going to be cool bases. And we're going to start, within the next couple weeks, we're going to start doing contests. We're going to go visit bases at random and be like, all right, we want to shout out this guy's base. Oh, we want to shout out that lady's base. This is cool shit. It's awesome, and it's there for you. Um, I had planned a whole thing to talk to Wolf about his experiences in Expedition 3, but his internet shit the bed. Um, real quick, I want to run through from top to bottom. We're going to start with Osashis. What do you think about Nomansky, bro? Dude, it's freaking awesome. Hello Games just keeps hitting it out of the out of the park. Hell yeah. I keep coming back to this game after, what is it, five years now? Yeah, for this free. Is the, 17 updates. Uh, no, yeah, no joke. This is actually the first expedition that I was kind of available when it was out, right? And I mm -hmm. went through the, the whole way. So and I'd good. be lying if I said a couple of those steps weren't a massive bitch. But holy yeah. shit, like the feeling of accomplishment at the end was just freaking great. All right, let's go back and forth because I also completed it. What were the steps that you were like, such a pain in the balls? You tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. The uh, jumping... And falling, however, for the 30 seconds of falling, oh, free fall, that one was a bitch. I thought that one was easy because I did that one in combination with uh, find a mountain that's like over 17,000 meters or whatever the fuck. I did that one together and I literally got them both in one because I found the mountain and there's that weird glitch where so long as you're facing the mountain, you can keep firing your rockets up, 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 so long as you're touching it, like it won't turn off. So I got to the one where it was like the highest mountain. And then I just literally jumped off it straight across and just fell for like 30 seconds straight. And that got me that one. Oh, you must have found a better mountain than me. I oh, uh, okay. I tried that on mine, but it just wasn't enough. But shout out to like the badass No Man's Sky community because there was a bunch of dudes that made bases that were like this, this spot. Yes. And yes. Nice. Made these giant towers into the sky. And then finally I found one that was tall enough so I could get that one down there, which was sweet. Nice. For me... I'm trying to think back. What were the ones that were a pain in the balls? <clears throat> the, the Okay, a lot of them were fairly easy. The ones that really gave me a hard time were... There was that one where it's like you have to find a manufacturing base. Like, I kept going to different spots and it wasn't a manufacturing base. And then, Yeah, the find a depot one. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass for me too. And then when you get to the end where you're like... You know, you get to that last planet where you're like wave point three or two or whatever the fuck, and then you get there and you just see like 9,000 different comms beacons. You're like, oh, I'm close <laughs> to the end. It was so good. It was like it was like a trip around the world, just like everybody from any background place, whatever, all leaving messages that mostly were positive, you know, a few little silly things, but it was, it was super cool. Like the Dude. sense of community in that event is just awesome. It was like, you know, hey, from Prague, we love you. You did it. Hey, from Iowa, good job. Hey, from fucking Bali or hey, from, you know, fucking, you know, India or whatever. It was like, good thing you made it. It was like so cool getting when you got to the end and you saw all of those comms beacons. You were like, oh, I'm at the last step. Hell yeah. So good. So good. Tweet. Have you played Expedition 3? It's You still got a month left before it's done. Have you checked it? I am 
Nah, I, I, I feel guilty because it's downloaded and it has full VR, so by rights I should be, <sighs> but I've been so distracted with other things. Okay, no problem. Black Mace, what'd you think? If it doesn't have a flight model, I don't play it. Fair. Hey, I, I, ain't no that's shame in that fair. game. That's your that's your thing. I get it. I get it. I do want to say, like, I, I heard this on your podcast, of course, a couple of mm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I've done something like this before with Space Engineers many years ago, where you have a, like a community server with mm-hmm. all the bases and stuff. Yeah. And seeing that you guys are like owning a planet that way and getting everybody involved, that like that sort of community gameplay that that I think is really cool. Hell yeah. All right, I think it's time that we hop into a little Elite Dangerous. Let's go. Elite Dangerous News. All right. Elite Dangerous News. I got the background set up. Let's start off with... It's the Dark Wheel Update. The Dark Wheel Update. You queen! The Dark Wheel just won the election for number two in the system with a 4-0 shutout and were awarded a surface space with the large pads on for the Dark Wheel. The result of the elections puts the Dark Wheel just a touch under 6% inf below the controlling faction. Since Yuqui is a moderate population system in low traffic, it's very possible to get that conflict for control of the system going in a matter of days. Time to take advantage of that base with the cardo and trade profits, as well as running the mission in the systems for the Dark Wheel to gain influence. There's no more Big news, other than the fact that the rest of the standing orders items look to be getting taken care of nicely as all of you commanders are turning the wheel to do an amazing job at what you do. So we love you and thank you. With regard to Frontier News, Patch 7 dropped. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's good shit. Um, there have been mixed reports with it. Some people have said like, hey, this is done this and this and this, and I'm feeling so much better with my frames per second or whatever. Other people have said like, oh, and, I, and I'm saying like, like, you know, Yamix put out a video, uh, Obsidian put out a video where they're like, demonstrably here's the percentage of increase and it's negligible um so your mileage may vary some people are feeling patch 7 is doing good stuff some people are feeling patch 7 did next to nothing it brought crazy bugs with it where it broke some shit where like some people were like oh hey this is weird i got nine quintillion damage when i shoot a gauze rifle it's like, uh, oh, oh, okay, that's broke. Uh, but I mean, broke in a cool way. That's that's a fun break. I, I don't know. Um, with regard to the story that's going on in Elite, I know there's been some cool, weird slash interesting stuff with regard to the whole 
salvation story. Burr seems to believe that like salvation is a bad guy who is setting up stuff and is like faking uh Thargoid attacks and like he's the one that's responsible or slash she she. Um other people are feeling differently. Um there's I know, you know, interesting things happening with regard to a special gauze cannon that you can get. And there's like some special contests that are going on. I feel like there's a lot happening with the story of Elite that right now seems to be sort of like treading water. It's like, well, we sort of were at the spot where we thought by now Elite's like stuff was going to be happening with the main storyline where it was like, hey, you know, uh, PC has, you know, Odyssey and console has odyssey so we're gonna be at a spot where we're rolling on with the story but like obviously odyssey got delayed by a year or more maybe who knows question mark so like they're 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 doing a little bit of treading water but like some of it seems to be working well other bits seem not to be as much now, I know Tweaked, you've spent a lot of time in Elite in the last week as a result of you getting access to both Odyssey and VR with your new computer. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, the spectrum of what you've experienced in Elite this week, and, you know, we'll take it from there. Yeah, yeah, Um yeah, my birthday was last weekend, and my wife and kids pitched in and bought me a VR headset. So I've nice. pretty much been, what what better to do in VR than fly a spaceship? And I got to tell you, Horizons stuff in VR is the most next level stuff you will see in a video game. It is groundbreakingly amazing. I mean, I, a python flew by me on my way out of a station, and I just about broke into tears. It was It's so impressive and immersive. Mm-hmm. That being said, Odyssey itself, I've kind of come around on it a little bit. The, the subsequent updates, and now update 7, they've made some quality of life changes in it to where, for me at least, now mind you, I'm on a pretty well-built computer right now, but for me, it's playing pretty well. And to my particular play style, mm-hmm. I'm not a racer, I'm not, you know... A, a, Strictly trying to do all on foot stuff for my type of play style where I'm doing the normal stuff I've done in space for a long time and then breaking it up and going down and doing some ground missions. I've actually been having a lot of fun with it. The, the, the settlement missions are more involved than I expected them to be. The AI is smarter now. They, the ground missions had a element of starting out stealth and sneaking around and, and getting in and all that kind of stuff. And then when we got caught, it turned into guns a blazing and it was a lot of fun. It really was. Let me ask you tweak because I, with the uh, obsidian ants video from like two, three days ago where it showed literally a guy on a ground mission came up and started shooting at him from like four feet away and just missing for like 30 seconds straight. And he literally cut to a clip of like from uh what was that movie? Uh Pulp Fiction where uh yeah, 
Yep. Where the that. guys were like, where, 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 uh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy from, uh, Welcome Back Carter and, and the, uh, Preston, uh, Elvis, no. What's his name? Uh, what's, what's that guy? The gay guy who's like, we're not supposed to say is gay. Uh, from Pulp Fiction. Help me, Tweet. Yeah, it's been years since I've seen Pulp Fiction. Okay. I don't remember. Well, so there's the white guy and the black guy. The black guy is Samuel L. Jackson. The white guy is... Oh, John Travolta, you mean. The Travolta, yes. So so we're like, there's the dude comes up and tries to shoot them for like three feet away and somehow yeah, misses yeah, yeah, like, yeah, with like yeah. 87 shots. <laughs> we're like, so so there's a situation where like, like an NPC runs up and tries to shoot Obsidian Ant from like a foot away. And is like, it like shoots like nineteen times and just misses, and it's like, yeah, that has not been my experience. <clears throat> well, not, not okay. yet. These AI have they've they've gunned me down pretty quickly, and I've, I've got I'm not fully engineered, but I went and bought myself a grade three engineered combat suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the the, the 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 hell's the name of it? Dominator, I think it's called the suit. Combat suit and, is the Dominator. The engineering yeah. suit is the Maverick, and the exploration suit is the right. So I've got a grade else. three Dominator suit and mm-hmm. all the, you know, grade two or three weapons, mm. and the AI were kind of harsh. Really, I thought. I mean, I I was trying to run and hide, trying to get around the corner. They were shooting me. They were throwing grenades at me. It, it was no joke. It's mm. it's it's trying to do it by yourself would be a challenge i believe i i had a friend with me and it was still a challenge so it's i was impressed with the a it may not have been that good a patch or two ago or so but right now for me the ai has been incredibly smart but on the same at the same time i kind of like the gameplay too where i was with one friend and we were trying to get into a building so i stood in front of the npc had him scanned me which distracted mm-hmm. him while my buddy ran behind me got into the building and mm-hmm. i just like that kind of teamwork that you have in going in and and i think the planet tech has gotten better i've been impressed when i get down to the planets all right and Tweet, i want you to sort of talk about your experiences because i know you've played a ton of elite this week i want you to um you know uh take over and moderate and also bring in black maze and osashas to talk about your experiences in elite this week thus far yeah the 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 planet tech i've gone down and in vr flown across the planets and and it's been pretty impressive looking really it's the textures are good there's more variations in the height map so to speak there's there's like mountains off to the side and stuff like that is it star citizen level good no it's not and it's not going to be but it's pretty good and i think for my play style playing elite dangerous the way i do in space on the ground a mixture of the two i think it's getting to a place where it's a good base to build off from right on i'm uh i'll be straight honest like i hardly touched elite in quite a while but uh, I, I like I don't have any like mad animosity, right? So I need to go back and check it out. I will say real quick a shout out to Elite Racers. 
I still absolutely adore the Scarab, and they're doing a Scarab Community Cup actually starting next weekend. That'll be like a series that's extending clear out until January. So anybody that's, you know, plays Elite, has any kind of love for the Scarab, and wants to go do some racing, and there's going to be tons of different events. Uh, it's, it's like a community-organized event, so each weekend is hosted by a different member of the community. So there's going to be all sorts of different race archetypes, all sorts of cool stuff like that. So definitely uh, go hop in Elite Racers and check that out if you're playing Elite. That's cool stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I have been of the, the mindset that, especially when I got into Star Citizen, that just it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. And I've finally gotten to a point where I can separate what should have been and enjoy what is. Mm. And I find myself surprisingly having a good time with it again. I'm starting the engineering grind, which Oof. I don't want to do, but I'm starting it. But mm. well, good for you, man. There's There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like you shouldn't feel embarrassed to be enjoying Elite. If you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it. And that's awesome. Hell yeah. Hey, you guys. It is a wild wolf. Yes, from my phone. And hopefully, I'm not roboting too badly. You sound good. Not roboting at all right now. No. Go for it. What do you, what do you, awesome. what have you been up to, Wolf? Uh, well, when I have had internet working, uh, I've been work, working, like that's it. I get maybe six to eight hours internet per day right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I hate my ISP. So, uh, I've been trying to get into Nomansky to play that. Um, haven't been able to, mm. uh, been able to keep up with the, the dark wheel stuff on Inara and getting those pushed out. Cause well, I can do that during my lunch break in the middle of the day. And, uh, yeah, kind of in a general holding pattern with all of my games. So hopefully they see fixed soon and I can enjoy all the fun stuff that all y'all are up to. So let me get this straight. You get only a few hours of internet a day and you're wasting it on the Navy and not on Nomansky? Yeah, pretty much because they actually, you know, keep me fed. If I could figure out how to get, get, get food from playing Nomansky, I, I, could, I could deal with that. Um, so, I mean, carbon and then... Never mind. All right. <laughs> Tweet, you and then Black Mace. Go. Yeah, one thing I have noticed, and because I never played Elite on PC prior to Odyssey, I don't know if a lot of these little improvements that I'm seeing were always on PC. Things like when I fly into a station, I can see the station turret guns in the in the mail slot. Where yep. I don't remember seeing that before. We always <laughs> had that. And things like when you drop out of a wing... It's almost instant on PC, whereas on console, there's like a 30-second to a two-minute cooldown period before you actually drop out and you can invite somebody else in. There's a lot of little things I'm noticing on PC that are just so much more streamlined and better than they were on, on even the Series X, the, the new generation consoles, which is disappointing in, in reality. Well, but this but might like be... I, say, I don't know if, if, if a lot of this stuff came in with odyssey so mm, welcome to pc master race black mace just in response to tweaked uh tweaked you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as well how and i commend you for it how 
you get you you're able to sort of get past the what Odyssey should have been. Uh, I don't think I could ever do it. I, I feel like Elite with me, it's it felt like a like a like a, the worst breakup ever. I, I don't it see it like me too. And honestly, I think the biggest propulsion for me has been my squadron opix that we we've started a year or so ago and it has grown pretty large without those guys i don't know that i would have gone back but the pole is there because osash has just mentioned the scarab race uh and i think it's awesome i'm excited to be a part of that of course and Mm. play with all the all all of our friends over elite racers because um you can definitely tell that it's very quiet right now yeah but for those people that are enjoying elite God bless you. Enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Whether you just don't have the option to get in a Star Citizen because you're on, you know, a platform that doesn't allow it or you just choose not to buy in, that's your choice, whatever. Or whether you're in a situation where you're like, no, I'm actually enjoying what they have to offer. God bless Mazel Tov. I'm going to be hopping back into Elite <clears throat> probably around... Christmas time, like, let's be honest, for the next month or two, I'm going to be playing very minimal Nomansky, very minimal Star Citizen, none elite. I'm going to be into New World hardcore, but like, I plan to go back, and I hope that it's good when I do, so... All right. I'd like I'd like to give a quick shout out to to Boss Lady and her crew because those guys she put out a call on her stream last Thursday or Friday night, mm-hmm. I don't remember when it was. Those freaking guys have made me about 700 million credits already. So I'm not really worrying about money at this point. Mm. And and that's a huge bonus cuz I haven't ported over I did not transfer my account from Xbox over to PC, so I'm starting literally from brand spanking new everything, engineering, money, the whole nine yards. But oh, those yeah. guys those guys went to bat for me, and big shout-out to all of them. Hell yeah, huge salute. All right, that wraps up Elite News for the week, and that takes us to we're going to skip uh, Real Life Science just for this week. Um, obviously, huge salute to the independent inspiration for crew that landed safely and nasa who brought them back spacex who brought them back um we got two things to talk about this week with regard to space sci-fi in the media first foundation dropped today and holy fuck it was so good i came home from work and i immediately was like like i, I again i said earlier I was like, yeah, I'm not watching the Star Citizen stuff. I'm not looking at anything else. I got to do show prep. And anything that's not show prep, my time is going to be on Foundation. I watched both of the first two episodes. I thought it was going to be three episodes. They said it was going to be. I have have three on mine. I looked at it last night and I was like, oh, three episodes. And they're all like an hour long. Yeah. No, no, no. But watch. Look at the third one. Look at episode three. It says available October 30th. That's the way start. Apple always does it where they're like the current stuff that's out. And then they're like, and the next one, which you can't get right now. They always. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, spoiler alert. It's an Isaac Asimov uh, book from like the 40s and 50s. So like, yeah, you'll get it. I haven't read. Oh, my God. They just want to make sure you pay for two months subscription. Yes. It's eight. It's 
eight books that were written uh or originally the premises were under i think five uh sections of uh that that there was a magazine there was a pulp magazine back in the day that had good shit um uh, so yeah we're gonna play a video right now for you to see it you need to see this i'm telling you right now i'm gonna say this up front this is our time for real this is 1977 and star wars a new hope drops and there are some people out there that go like man looks like space stuff whatever i don't i want to see cowboys i want to see fucking you know attica i want to see whatever mobster movies like no no no. this is our time i said before fuck apple steal it if you want to i'm telling you now buy it if only so they get the money and they go oh this is whatever our you know there was lord of the rings and fucking game of thrones and dragons and wizards and harry potter bullshit this is our time and our time started with the expanse and it's continuing and going to the next level with for all mankind with foundation with dune which dune is already released and out in certain markets overseas where they put it in theaters only in america it releases on october 10th <clears throat> let me tell you right now people have already seen it and there's some reviewers that i respect who have said i was kind of afraid that they were going to go like super woke with it and turn it into like like they were going to fuck with the story and mess it up they did not they made it legit they made it exactly what it's supposed to be now the dune story people are like oh there's like a lot of women yeah read the fucking book uh the bene Gesserits, this that and the other like women had a lot of power in the original frank herbert book and some people were like oh there's a lot of you know this and that and the other brown people and black people and whatever and it's like yeah get over your fucking self it's a story part of it a huge chunk of it is about the fremen like it's about sort of i mean look at what it is it's the story it's it's the middle east the fremen are arabs you know the spice is oil like and i know there's some people that are going to be like oh i don't don't talk politics that, that bums me out get over yourself it's the fucking point of the story it's frank herbert's dune it's baked into the story he's done tons of interviews where he explains it explicitly if you don't understand the fact that the story of dune is there's a planet full of desert people who are colonized by other people who come in to get the stuff out of the ground that makes their transportation work uh oil duh if that bothers you then fucking stop listening to this show we're not talking politics we're talking about the story of dune it's baked into the story the writer wrote it that way that's not my fucking fault i don't care if you're republican i don't care if you're democrat i don't give a fuck about none of that shit they're all crooks. I, I'm just talking about Dune. And that's what this is about. But with regard to the foundation, holy shit, it's so good. I've seen 100% of the episodes that are out right now, which is episode one and two. I've seen like, whatever, episode one, the pilot was like longer. It's like, I've seen like three hours of it. And it's 
fucking amazing. It is. I. Oh. So good. Here comes the trailer for it. Go right now. Spend $5. I don't care if afterwards you steal an iPad. Do whatever the fuck, Apple. I don't care. But just show support for sci-fi amazing shit that's out there in the fucking community. Here we go. You can predict the future. People believe I can. And they don't like the future I predict. Foundation is the greatest science fiction work of all time. And it's never been brought to the screen before. It was such a phenomenal influence on the Star Wars universe. Even things like Dune were influenced by Foundation. The might of the Imperium has brought peace to thousands of worlds. It's a story of ideas, and they are bold ideas. On one side, you've got the genetic dynasty, the Empire. On the other side, there's Harry Seldon in a thousand-year chess game in order to save a galaxy. Change is frightening, especially to those in power. It's epic. It's epic in its ambition. It's epic in its storytelling. It's a thousand-year tale. The trick was figuring out how to take these weighty ideas that span a millennia and make them emotional. Risk my life coming here. You made a choice. The story expands in such a huge way. There's so much in every episode. There's fighting and hatred and love. It just speaks to the human experience and empathy and power. The size and ambition of the show is massive and it's fantastic. It took a while for the world to be ready for Foundation, and that age has finally arrived. You came here hoping to save your world. I'm asking you to dream bigger. Only we can shorten the darkness. So, like, legitimately, because I'm hearing from people in the chat and whatever, they're like, I've never heard of this before. This is the original granddaddy. This is Isaac Asimov wrote this in the 50s or whatever. This inspired Star Trek. This inspired Star Wars. This inspired Dune. This is the beginning. This is the apex. This is... This is Game of Thrones times a million, ignoring that last season that was dog shit. Oh my god, this is so good. Um, whoops, wrong, wrong button. Um, I know 
that there are people that are going to be like, I don't like Apple. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not trying to sell you on Apple products. Don't buy them. Steal them. But just this once, it's $4 and whatever, 99 cents a month. Pay the actual $5 a month just because if a billion people spend $5 a month, A, Apple is going to go, oh, we need to make more of this because this makes us money. And then as soon as this show is done, cancel the subscription. Even if you love Apple, still cancel. Fuck them. Just because it will show them like, oh, we need to put money into this specifically and get it back on the air as soon as possible. Um, This is the greatest series in the history of sci-fi literally it won the hugo award hugo did an award where they were like let's do our all-time greatest series and this beat out lord of the rings as the greatest science fiction slash fantasy series in the history of mankind like it's that big so fucking good And they have plans for eight seasons of this. The first season is already completely filmed. The second season, they are working on now. Like, if you love Game of Thrones, you will love this. If you love For All Mankind, you will love this. For $5 a month, buy it for for two months get all of this show and get and then while you're on it binge seasons one and two of for all mankind which are also amazing sci-fi i'm gonna shut up now i've I've just ranted for like whatever and everybody's like dude let me talk let me talk so let's start with osashes first and then tweet go Holy hell, man. Like, this is literally the first time I've heard about this, and that just blew my socks off, that little trailer. Mm. That's incredible. I have an Apple TV with, like, a free year of Apple TV, whatever the hell it is, yes. and I've never watched anything on it. So that's going to change because this looks freaking awesome. So let me tell you right now, Sasha, write this down. Ready? Gotcha. Foundation. First two episodes are out now. Second, uh, Third episode comes out next Friday. For All Mankind. Fucking amazing spaceship show. Space show. So good. Seasons one and two are complete. Season three, they're filming now. They're like halfway done filming. Ted Lasso has nothing to do with space, but it's just fucking amazing. Season one is out complete. Season two, they're almost done with. Uh, Mythic Quest, season one and two completely out. And C, S-E-E, stays starring Jason Momoa in a post-apocalyptic future world where a weird pandemic hit killed 90% of the planet and the 10% that were left, it made them all blind. And then cut to 400 years or 300 or whatever, hundreds of years in the future where like everything's weird and 100% of the population is blind and your first couple of not blind kids get born and people are like they're witches burn them at the stake fucking starring jason momoa fucking amazing season two jason momoa is battling his brother dave bautista holy shit son tweaked you're up 
Yeah, yeah. I saw a review of this earlier that compared it to the best of Star Trek mixed with the best of the Game of Thrones. Exactly. Series. And to me, that sounds amazing. I love the trailers that I've been seeing for it. The fact that the showrunner already has so many seasons mapped out in order to properly tell the story tells me they're probably going to do it right. And like you, I am no shill for Apple. I don't own an iPhone. We are an Android family. But sure. for my money, from the looks of it, Foundation, I can say for sure, For All Mankind and Ted Lasso are some of the best TV on any of the streaming services, period. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I'm saying pay them for this show just so they see and every all corporations everywhere. Because let me tell you something. If Apple suddenly gets nine. 99 million people that fucking subscribe for $5 a month for two months. It's not just Apple that gets that message. Netflix gets that message. Disney gets that message. Amazon Prime gets that message. All of the people out there go, oh, because like, you know, all of these corporate fucking bullshit assholes are just, they will immediately copy whatever. Oh, Marvel's making money. Let's make superhero movies. Oh, Disney's this one's got gonna... a big year planned for next year. Twenty twenty two is going to be a big year on Disney Plus. Sure, so. but like any company, I don't give a fuck who they yeah. are. Yeah, I, it could be you know fucking you know whatever you know Hitler Inc. If they see, oh, wow, those guys are making money with space shows. All of a sudden, everybody wants to make space shows and space movies. It's it has nothing to do with how cool or how or horrible they are. It's just corporate fucking bullshit. When they see, when something succeeds, everyone copies it. So, like, support the fuck out of this, if nothing else, just for this. Like, this is our time. This is our shot. And if, if it, if it, you know, Marvel... They had their time. It it blew up kind of a little like, oh, there's a little thing. And then everyone spent money. And then it was just like, well, we'll keep doing it till the wheels fall off. If you want to support good sci-fi, now is your chance. Pay money for good sci-fi and they'll make more good sci-fi. Holy fuck. What do you think, Baze? What do you think, Wolf? I'll say it, it all looks incredible. I hadn't heard of it, just like Osasha's. Um, I don't own Apple TV, so can I do this without Apple TV? You, oh, yeah. So you can literally, Apple TV, so app. Apple TV, there's two different things. Apple TV is like $100 for that little hockey puck looking fucking thing that's like the fire stick, whatever. But Apple TV Plus is this. You, It's $5 a month. And you don't have to buy shit. You just you can subscribe for literally. It's like oh, just download the app on your smart TV. You can. Or, you don't even have to download the app. You can stream it through fucking uh, Internet Explorer or or Chrome or whatever. You don't even need an app. You can just watch it. it you, you pay five dollars a month for it, and then you just watch it online. I I literally didn't have enough room on my iPad because I have a fuck ton of YouTube videos downloaded that I got to get to for 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 next week's show, but like so I just watch. I got home today and it was like you can't even upgrade the app and I was like I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna stream it through Chrome. That's it. You don't have to buy anything other than pay five bucks a month for the month to to rent it. It is good. Can't ever have enough. 
good sci-fi shows. Yeah, so like I said, hit up while you're at it, hit up first Foundation, then For All Mankind, both amazing sci-fi, then Ted Lasso, just because it's great, then Mythic Quest, because it's a, it's a hilarious, it's basically The Office set in a company that's making an MMO. So it's hilarious dumb shit comedy from, with the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia set in, oh, we're making an MMO, and it's it's just hilarious fun. And then go watch C, S-E-E, with Jason Momoa with a, a very cool, weird, fucking funky Twilight Zone type thing. Wolf, hop in on this. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to watching this um, when I, I finally have more than the soda straw of uh, cellular phone-based internet um, that I'm using right now. But as soon as this is working, I'm going to definitely log in and watch those. I watched For All Mankind. I am waiting for that next season, season to come three. out. I am not going to... St- I'm not going to spoil where the last season left off, but like the, the premise of the show being, you know, it's, it's an alternate timeline mm-hmm. of, of the space program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they start where you would think the space race part of the space program would start. And then they continue and it's going to get good. Like it's already good. It, I'm I'm waiting to see what happens next. Like Bro, I, I saw where that that like right before the t- the end credit you know yeah. title screen popped up. It's like oh that's what's next. Bro, I don't give a and fuck. Then it's been I was out. Super bummed that it's God knows when. <laughs> I I don't give a fuck. It's been out for six months already. I'll spoil it. Fuck it. The it, the end of it the the like the last twenty seconds of season two where so this is telling you where it's gonna launch season three is. They're on Mars, and it's like the late 80s, early 90s, and they're on Mars. They're living on a base on Mars, and I'm like, fuck, yes, my hard-on for this is so great that my desk is leaning away from me. Holy shit, I want this. And they've already filmed, like, most of season three. It's close to done completely, and I am so there. I am there for it. I cannot wait. If you have not, so I know for a fact because Black Maze and Osashas are both like, I don't know about Apple TV. Dude, For All Mankind has two full seasons out and the premise is, what were to happen if in the 1960s we lost the space race and and the Russians were the first to land on the moon? So then we, because we had tons of money, we kept going because we're like, fuck, we lost. We need to make sure that we get there. And the Russians kept going because they were in the lead. So it was, what would happen if the space race had never stopped in the 60s? And by the late, like, by literally, like, 1971, 1972, both the Americans and the Russians had bases on the moon. And the space program just kept going and ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. And it's fucking amazing! Like, it is as good and I will say, don't get me wrong. I'm don't don't take this as me disrespecting the expanse. The expanse is the the expanse is Christina Hendricks in a bathing suit. The expanse is the sexiest fucking thing I can imagine. And for all mankind, season two gets as good as the expanse, if not the last two, three episodes, maybe even better. And that seems like fucking sacrilege to even say, because Two years ago, I couldn't imagine something as good as The Expanse, but it's that good. 
So, and Foundation, from the launch, better than For All Mankind. But keep in mind, literally, Foundation won the Hugo all-time greatest sci-fi in the history of mankind award it was up against the lord of the ring for sci-fi or whatever and it was like there were like five five or six top series where they were like could it be lord of the rings or foundation or i don't know it was like brahma and and old man like there were a couple of things where it was like what is the greatest single sci-fi uh series in the history of mankind and the winner was this show foundation first two episodes dropped today and as a long i have every book of the foundation series here now i will say it does not follow the books the way the books were because the books started with foundation and then like later on it was it wasn't until the late 80s that they went to like prelude to foundation and 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 what was it foundation and and what was that there was transition to foundation or 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 forward to foundation and then there was foundation and empire like the the books were done in a different chronological series this is sort of starting at the beginning chronologically which wasn't till the later books but this is telling a coherent story starting this would be like just to give you an example from the star wars series this would be like Hey, we're going to start at whatever the fuck, the first one with the little kid with the pod racer. We're going to start that way. Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace and go in chronological order. And I'm not comparing this at all to Phantom Menace. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm just saying this is where, despite the fact that the book started in the middle, went forward from there for like five books, then jumped back in time to the preview... This starts at the beginning chronologically. I'm probably really explaining this badly, but it's fucking incredible. Please, please watch this. And I see somebody talking about fucking Primer in chat. Primer is one of the very few time travel. Primer is the first ever time travel thing that I saw on a movie or TV show that wasn't fucked. I love the the idea of time travel, but then every time travel I've ever seen, they do it dog shit. They fuck it up. There's a huge hole in the plot that it's like, well, that doesn't work. Primer is the first thing where it's like, I've watched it a dozen times. I challenge you, watch it and find the hole in that plot. There isn't one. You, did you see Tenet? Tenet was good, but it was... I liked it. Tenet's good, but it's action-y, as opposed to Primer is sure. hard, hard sci-fi. It is internally consistent without explosions. It's about the actual, mm, like, just just the, 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 the mindfuck of it all. Um, all right. So, that covers Foundation. Go and buy it right now and watch it. In addition to that, we've got a link in the show notes for Peter Pepper's Everything You Need to Know About Asimov's Foundation Series. It's a 12-minute long video that explains sort of the book series in, in a general. It does have some spoilers. So if you're like, I don't want spoilers, well, then don't watch that video. But if you're like, I, you know, sell me on it. I don't, I, I don't believe you. Watch that video where it explains where the book series goes, and you'll understand why 
The Hugo Awards, which are the fucking Nobel Prize of sci-fi, said this is the greatest ever sci-fi series to ever have been written. All right. In addition to that, I want to link the best version of Dune, the 1984 Dune, to prep people for the October 10 Dune launch. Space, or sorry, Spice Divers, Dune 1984 Alternative Edition, Redux Fan Edit. It is a three-hour-long version of Dune, which, sorry, but that's what you need in order to do Dune right. Dune should have never been a movie. Dune should have been a 12-hour-long or 20-hour-long or 30-hour-long TV series, and it would have been perfect. I just linked it in the show notes. But this version is, you know, Hodorowski's Dune was going to be amazing, but it never got made. Lynch's Dune 1984 was actually good, except for, I mean, it was a flop because it was dog shit because he got fucked over in the edit by uh, Dino De Laurentiis and what, Rafaela De Laurentiis, the producers, and MGM. And then they released a three-hour-long director's cut, which was so bad that literally fucking uh what's his name uh i just said his name the director uh uh whatever he was like don't even put my name on that give put a alan smithy which is like what you do when the director says i don't want to be associated with that dog shit um but this version right here that i linked in the show notes you can watch it on YouTube. A fan went through, cut, edited, and took from the three-hour version and all the additional scenes footage. There was like four hours of additional scenes. He went and painstakingly edited, Spice Diver is his name, edited and cut different sections and re-clipped it all together to make a coherent story. It's legit. and You can watch it for free. In addition, I will say... The Dune that's coming out on October 10th. The Dune that's coming out in like fucking, you know, whatever, like two weeks. It's amazeballs. People have already seen it. And there were people that were like, I think they're going to fuck this up. It feels like they're going to go social justice warrior, super PC, super whatever with it. They're going to go super, you know, left wingy with it. And those people were like, oh, I was wrong. It's really good. They they were true to the original story. So I am so excited for Dune. I will say this, the one thing that that worries me about Dune is from those people that have reviewed it that have seen the full movie already, they said, "A, it's very clear that this is sort of part 1 of 3. This needs to be more movies," which was was also true of the Dune from 1984. B, this is such an amazing epic spectacle that you should watch this in, you shouldn't even watch this in a movie theater. You should watch this in IMAX. It's that good. And because this is being released on HBO Max and a lot of people are going to be watching it at home, I'm really scared that COVID is going to fuck this up and is going to turn it where people are like, it was good, but it wasn't all that great. And it's like, yeah, because you're watching it on your 27-inch TV or your 9-inch tablet. As opposed to, if you can, go watch Dune on 
an IMAX. Or if not, go watch it in a, at least a full theater screen. I mean, come on. We're living in COVID times. Let's be honest. Half the movie theater is going to be empty anyways. Go on a Wednesday. Take a day off. Go on a Wednesday at noon and watch this shit. It's going to be fucking amazing. Um, so, yeah. I just... Huge support for... Uh, I just I'm feeling the whole... You know sci-fi like this is our time let's own this shit go check out dune does anybody have anything they want to hop in nobody's putting in a a, a a dot or anything hop in on this uh let's start with tweaked what do you think yeah i'm a big fan of dune i read the original book when i was like oh herbert's old or something so right. i've been a fan of dune my whole life really never saw a movie that i thought did it justice so from what i've seen of this one it looks pretty good but I'll definitely watch it. That being, I, I don't have any interest in going to, don't get me wrong. I love the movie theater experience. I do. But I think the prices that they charge for, I mean, it costs me for, for me and my wife and two kids to go to the movies. It costs me almost a hundred bucks between tickets and popcorn and soda. And that's crazy to watch a movie. So I, I'll watch it on my 67 inch 4k tv downstairs or if i can i'll watch it in my vr headset which gives me a giant theater screen in front of me there too so there's lots of ways to watch it well so so you have vr so maybe for your case yeah okay watch it on hbo max with vr and that'll be awesome i go to the movie theater i'll go to a wawa pick up uh like quesadillas and and uh, a drink. I refuse to spend stupid fucking money. I refuse to spend twelve dollars on popcorn or soda or whatever. I throw that shit in a bag and I walk in. And I'm six foot seven. I look at the security guy like I dare you to fucking check my bag. The dude just like looks the other way. I walk through. I sit down. I go into the movie theater. I eat my quesadillas. Uh, I I drink my drink. And then I put everything, I have a garbage bag with me. I have like a little, like the, the plastic bag that stuff came with. I put it with me. I clean up all my trash. I leave everything perfectly clean when I leave. But like, I love going to the movie theaters on like noon on a Wednesday. No kids, no fucking stupid teenagers being noisy and shit. I, I had to stop going to the movie theaters on the weekend. I went, my ex refused to go with me anymore because there was this one dude talking on his phone and I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm, I paid money to watch the movie. And he was like, make me. And I grabbed his phone. He had an iPhone. I chucked it against the wall and it shattered into a bunch of pieces. And then we had to leave before the cops got there. Uh, so, yeah. So, I don't. I go to the movie theaters like at noon on a Wednesday. Because then, like, no kids, no fucking annoying people, whatever. But, yeah, in your case, if you got fucking uh, VR, yo, you're good to go, bro. You're You're good. What do you think, Osashis? What do you think, Black Mace? What do you think, Wolf? This crap is popping off, man. Like like you said, it's kind of like our time right now. All this sci-fi stuff popping up. Honestly, something that comes to mind is like uh, what SpaceX has done and you know all these private enterprises for just like getting space exploration back in the mainstream and getting it going. I think that's bleeding over to entertainment. People are more interested in astronomy and just space in general, man. So it's freaking awesome. I'm, I'm super psyched for all this stuff coming. Hell yeah. Wolf, hop in on this. I I remember reading <laughs> Dune a while ago. Yeah. And I love the book. 
and I didn't think the '84 version was was that great, but it was it was watchable. I've I've seen the other version um, as well, and it's like okay, yeah. The fact that they're going to spend the time proper to really tell the story and tell it right, I am no kidding excited for. Dude, the '84 version was actually good if you already read the books because it was just like a highlights clip, and it it's like. The shit that didn't make sense to people that didn't read the book, you got it, and you were just like, oh, this is like kind of sort of like highlight reel of what the book was, and, and it like the story, you understood it. But for people who didn't read the book, the 84th movie was like absolute dog shit. You were like, I don't understand. What the fuck is Sting doing? Like, it didn't make any sense. But the like I said, I have a link in the show notes. The Spice diver version if you want to spend the three hours and i highly recommend that you do i'm putting it in the chat right now the spice diver version of dune from 84 is a really good edit um hop in on this uh, uh black maze dude i'm i'm so sorry it's quarter quarter to five here all i heard was quesadillas and <laughs> I, I want i want quesadillas damn right all right uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to just going to do Roy stories and then close out for the night. Cause I feel really, really bad. I'm keeping, keeping black maze up until well in. No, don't dude. As always, it is an absolute pleasure to be on. I'm, I'm grateful. Right on brother. All right. Here comes, uh, Roy stories. And then we're closing out the night. We now return to Roy stories. Season three tales from Tawanta. Episode 9, The Hero. Wilson Port, Tawanta, 3305, August 19, 1611 hours, Galactic Standard Time. George Smith whistled while he worked. He was just finishing up loading eight tons of titanium into a hauler. There were lots of these little ships coming into the port these days. Some might say that this was an inefficient way to run a starport and that it would be better if just larger ships were landing. But the station was booming, and if anything, more large ships were managing to land. It was exciting. Lots of cargo, improvements to the equipment, and better safety procedure. Things were just running smoother. There was more of a focus on solving the problems in the docking area than making sure everyone was busy all the time. The Burian Protectorate managers, were focused on having a smooth running port with a good throughput of ships and cargo, but they listened to the suggestions of the dock workers and didn't just assume that they knew best. One thing they had insisted on was a shorter working shift. The station now ran five overlapping six-hour shifts rather than three overlapping 10-hour shifts. At first, George was worried that he'd see a big reduction in pay or that he'd have to work 12 hours each day rather than 10, but no. He worked just one six-hour shift for six days, and then he had two days off. Then he would work the later shift for six days, and so on. He received the same pay for compensation for having to readjust his life every eight days. He laughed out loud when they told him that. Under the previous regime, he didn't have much of a life anyway. That wasn't the only improvement to his life. He had a new apartment. It was still tiny, but it was double the volume of his previous one. All for the same rent. 
The Burien Protectorate had brought in new regulations on accommodation standards, much to the annoyance of some of the richer citizens. They were reminded that piracy was down and so they were better off anyway, and should step up and work a little for the collective good. Some left and some realized that they'd still be better off staying given the sustained boom the system was having. All the extra time that George had meant he was able to indulge in some hobbies. He had a tiny little hydroponics chamber in his apartment where he was trying to grow flowers. He wasn't very successful, but one of his orchids had bloomed and he spent an hour of each day painting it, sometimes in a realistic style, sometimes in a psychedelic style that he liked. He hadn't given up on his dream to move to a colony and start a new life. He was still saving for that, but it wasn't an escape from an oppressive life anymore. While he finished up loading the hauler, an Imperial courier had landed on the adjacent landing pad. The pilot was descending the steps of the ship. George recognized him as one of the commissars that used to enforce political doctrine for official Tawanta order. George shrugged. Suppose it was too much to expect all the old thugs to be brought to justice. He was glad that Daisy was unloading that ship, as he wouldn't have to deal with the man. George was pretty sure that he was one of the more cruel commissars under the order. George cleared the pad to allow the hauler to take off. When he came back out of his little bunker, he noticed that Daisy was finishing up directing the automex, unloading the cargo. Seven tons of it, as far as he could see. All the while, the pilot carefully watched what she did and issued orders about where the container should be put, as if he knew better than Daisy did. Ha, thought George. The man was as arrogant as ever. Some things never change. George ran diagnostics tests on the loaders and conveyor equipment while he waited for the next ship to land. He glanced over at the pad that the Imperial courier was parked on. Daisy had left, but the pilot was hanging out near the door to the deck crew ready room. Then George noticed the automech transporting a container away from the gleaming white ship. It was heading the wrong way, too, towards the pad between his and Daisy's. That pad had been shut down for maintenance the day before after some minor malfunctions that had happened. George walked as briskly as he could in his clunky magnets toward the errant loader. He reached it while it was about four meters from the pad's cargo pod conveyor and sent an override command from his hand terminal to bring it to a stop. He checked the manifest. Bio-waste, apparently, which George considered odd. The container was high specification with refrigeration options and had a reinforced casing. Hey, Control, I seem to have a malfunctioning automech in a weird cargo pod on pad 17. Could you run a quick scan on the container for me? Will do, George. Give us a minute. George looked around while waiting for the reply and noticed the pilot walking towards him. The pilot's right hand was reaching inside his flight jacket. George had a bad feeling and started to walk away from the van towards some containers to get out of the man's line of sight. Randomius, George. That container might be holding nerve agents. Don't do anything to it. We'll send a cleanup team in right away. Send security as well. I think the pilot that smuggled it in might be armed. They are on their way. George reached the containers and looked back. The pilot had a laser pistol in his right hand and a hand terminal in his left. He was staring at the terminal, frantically typing with his thumb. The automax started up again. George quickly issued override commands to the automech with his own terminal. The automech turned 90 degrees and started to move towards the original pad. George could see the pilot snarl, look confusedly at his terminal, and finally pause to think. Suddenly, he looked up from his terminal and looked straight towards George. 
George pulled his head back around the corner of the container and saw a laser pulse pass through the space where his head was. He turned and started to run as best he could with mag boots on. He heard a clanging noise from the container behind him. He glanced back and saw the pilot standing on top of it. George continued running and almost made it around the corner when the pilot fired. It hit him in the leg, drilling a hole through his thigh. George yelled out in pain and clung the side of the container, his mag boots refusing to let him fall prone. He heard a clang on the top of the container he was clinging to, and then the clunk, clunk, clunk of someone walking with mag boots on top. He looked up to see the pilot pointing a laser pistol at his head. Time to die, asshole, said the pilot. There was a bright flash. George felt a wave of searing heat from above, smelled burning flesh, and then blacked out. Wilson Port, Tawanta, 3305, August 21st. 0817 hours, Galactic Standard Time. George woke up in a medical bay with a dull pain in his leg and tightness in the skin of his face. He gradually became aware of two people standing near his bed. As his vision cleared, the people resolved into a man and a woman. The man looked to be dressed in a doctor's uniform. The woman was dressed in a stylish business suit, probably a station administrator of some kind. George hoped that he wasn't in trouble. Hey, good to see you awake. How are you feeling? The doctor asked. I've been better. My leg hurts and my face is tight. What happened to me? You were shot in the leg by a terrorist at the docks. He suffered some minor burns when the station's pulse lasers vaporized him. The memories flooded back and along with it, the terror. He was sure that he was going to die. It's okay. You're safe now, said the woman. My name is Isley Woodward. I'm responsible for running this station. The terrorist that shot you has been killed and his black marked accomplice has been arrested. In time, we will have all the people in this terrorist conspiracy in custody. Am I in trouble? Asked George. Random is no. You are a hero. Your quick thinking, dedication and bravery probably saved the lives of everyone on this station. I'm here to personally thank you and to offer you any assistance I can. You're getting the best medical treatment possible, so you should make a complete recovery. You even have your eyebrows back in a few weeks. However, until the terrorists are all caught, the station might not be safe for you. We would like to pay for you to go on a holiday, a luxury cruise, to keep you off the station for a few weeks. Don't worry, you still have a job to come back to and an apartment to live in. You will always be welcome here. But for now, you would be safest somewhere else. Is there anywhere you would like to go? Well, I have always wanted to go to the California Nebula and see the Alliance colonies there. We will make all the arrangements. For now, you focus on healing and get some rest. George mumbled shocked thanks as Progenitor Woodward left the room. The doctor administered a mild sedative. George drifted back to sleep. Hell yes. I hate it when terrorists on the dock shoot me in the thigh, but I love it when the governor sends me on an all-expense-paid cruise somewhere. So, you know, there's that. Uh, real quick, uh, since Roy's not here this week, he's in Mexico, I want to give a shout-out to the crew who worked so hard on this. 
obviously Roy, who gets all the stuff organized. Uh, obviously, uh, Commander Thomason of the Burr Pit, who wrote the original stories. Um, huge thanks to uh, Jello Wiggler and Roy's wife, uh, who we call Mrs. Roy, and Tweak, who read out parts. Uh, the narrator this week sounded like an asshole. Forget that guy. But everybody else did phenomenal stuff. And huge shout-out to Monahive, who does original music and Foley work and editing and all of the stuff to make that all work out. Love you guys. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have had a good time with us tonight. Let's start with Black May. Say goodnight to the beautiful people and share any closing thoughts that you have. Go for it, bro. Good night. Thank you again, as always, for having me on. And uh, I look forward to the next time. And don't forget to join the XGR Racers tomorrow night at, is it 6 p.m. UTC, I think, and Sunday night as well? Yes, thank you. Yeah, join. come and join XGR. Discord link is there. We're racing Saturday and Sunday, 6 p.m. UTC. Discord link will be in the show notes, as will the links to the two videos that have all of the information. Yes, tomorrow night and Sunday night, the newest uh, and, and awesomest of all awesome Star Citizen Race Leagues is, is now there. Get in on the ground floor. You can say, I was there for the first weekend of races. I was, I'm, I'm an OG Star Citizen racer. Go and join them. Osashis, get in on this. Say goodnight to the beautiful people and share any thoughts you have, brother. Yeah, just thanks again so much for having us. Good night, everybody. And yeah, come race with us. Even if you don't want to come race, come hang out with us. Hoon about, low fly. Ooh, just come hang I, out. I have got a time. thing. Go for uh, it. Just like what, what Osasha said, we actually need, and this, this is going to be a real thing because, uh, you know, Star Citizen Racing is in open, you know, mm -hmm. as we call it in Elite Dangerous. Mm -hmm. We need people that enjoy protecting. And when 315 comes out, we need folks ready in ambulances. Bro, was red. get a bunch of people, get like five fucking hammerheads hovering over the space. <laughs> and then Hell and yeah. then people come to like, oh, I'm going to come fuck shit up. You got like five hammerheads full of fucking turrets just on your ass. Like, yeah, bitch. Now what? Your cutty black just turned into a smudge. Fuck yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Ty. I just, I needed to get that in. No, absolutely. If you're into anything, just want to come hang out and participate in some way, there's going to be a way for you to hang out and participate. So come join up. Hell yeah. Show up in an 890 with, you know, show up in a yacht and drink champagne and watch the racers. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Tweet. Hell yeah. Get in on this. What's up? Yeah. I want to thank everybody for spending your Friday night with us as always. I hope we had some fun and I am in a wonderful place right now where I have not one, but two space games that I'm really enjoying at the moment. So I will see you in the varying galaxies. Hell yes. Hell yes. Beautiful. And Wolf, say goodnight to the beautiful people. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad everyone could join us this evening. Sorry I was a little late. Uh, definitely some technical problems on my end. And... Uh... With any luck, they'll get fixed, and I'll be able to join all of you in the various verses as well. Have a good evening. Hell yeah. I love you all. Play some space games. New World drops in like four days. Come join us with that. Join the Discord. Uh, support uh, 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 Hunter Net Starfighter. Support uh, Boss Lady B. Support all of the things. Buy fucking 
Apple TV just for for uh, uh, foundation, if nothing else. We're going to be in the Discord right after this. And after the song, there's a little extra, little funny bit for you. So, you know, go check it out. Good night, everybody. And uh, be excellent to each other. We now return to... Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to rise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes This is Major Tom to Ground Control. This is Ground Control. I'm stepping through the door. Did you just say you're stepping through the door? And I'm floating in the most peculiar way. No, that's a negative. Stay in the spacecraft. And the stars look very different today. Hello, hello. God 